embrace your sweet blood, your warm flesh. We are cold, cold, cold beyond endurance. Come closer, come closer. Look at you, sweating and shivering like a child on the night of the eye. Did I bear a coward for a son? By my queen, if I did, I'll feed you to Chemosh myself. Mother. Don't call me mother. You are no son of mine. My son is not a coward. I walked that dread grove, and here you stand, thinking of turning tail and running. I will not. I... Steel. Steel, it's, it, it's me. Where have you been, Majer? Trying to catch up with you, Brightblade. You ran off so, so fast, and it's... It's going to take both of us to get through that cursed grove. If we make it at all. Warm blood, sweet flesh, come to us, come. Blessed Paladine. Look, dear gods, it's coming straight for us. We, we have to fight. My father won't hurt us. Two guides, Chrysanians. You promised on your honor to enter this cursed place. I so promise, father. S. Solaris of Mythos. I understand, father. Do you... Do you know what he means? My honor is my life. I will not shame my mother. I will not fail my father. We will enter the grove now! Pre-recorded in a second floor guest room filled with tall ales and taller tales. Join a group of grown men intent on discussing the intricacies of fantasy and science fiction. Tim Gilbert Media presents... Don't just let me! I think Hello all you fans of chiseled gray gems, bubbling chaos, and silver surfers? This is the Dungeons and Dweebs podcast, episode 42, Dragonlance, Dragons of Summer Flame, part one. I'm your host, Bob, and have we got a story for you tonight. A story about a little girl who was raised among a close-knit, isolated community of outcasts with a strong and charismatic religious leader. Until one day, with black-armored troopers threatening to destroy the community's continued autonomy, the girl is asked to leave her home only to discover the truth of both her parentage and of the wider world while her community is left to suffer a fiery death. No, this isn't an expose of David Koresh and the Branch Davidians. This is the story of Usha and the Urda. Either that or the opening of uh, Rogue One. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> oh. but, but can parallels be drawn between the KOT and the ATF? We shall see. <laughs> we shall see. But I'm not alone. Across the table from me, his gray gems have been cracked open so many times that it isn't chaos that spills out anymore. It's Luke. What the hell is that supposed to be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're finally back. It's been one heck of a Ooh. autumn twilight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, summer flame and deep autumn. Mm, yes. 
the summer and fall of the Lance 3. Oops, sorry guys. <laughs> what can you do? Anyway, we're back here on a Sunday evening just to try and get an episode for, episode up for you guys. <laughs> but let's not dilly-dally here. We got a lot to go get through across the table from me. It's Uncle Clob. Greetings, my renegades, rebels, and rogues. The great spinning ball of ours is again forcing us in the northern hemisphere into cooler temperatures and shorter and shorter periods of daylight. The darkness continues to encroach more and more, eating away that sweet, life-affirming light of that closest star. Don't get me wrong. Your old Uncle Clob enjoys autumn in the great north woods. There is something about a lass in a flannel tights holding a hot toddy whilst decked out in her best sexy Han Solo vest and boots. If you're from the Midwest, you know exactly what I mean. (laughs) A hint of blaze orange and and or pink camouflage still sets this old buck to rut. (laughs) Cross the table from me. I guess we all got our own thing. (laughs) (laughs) If that's what you're into, man, all right. Cross the table from me. He spent the last month trying to figure out the formula for a pumpkin spice cologne to make the Visco girls swoon. <laughs> He'll be sitting in a field with the kid, with that kid with the blanket here soon. The Jason Todd to my Dick Grayson, the Columbus to my Tallahassee. Paul, how are you this chilly fall evening? I'm doing fantastic. I almost have that formula down just a little bit more, and I've got it. You're running out of time, dude. <laughs> I know. Almost I know. <laughs> just that little bit more. I could make so much money off of that. <laughs> oh, it's great to be back. We're back here with the Dragonlance books again. Yes, oh, finishing out our trilogy, our yes. summer trilogy. Our summer. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. With, with, with one of the books that uh, people have been saying, right to to like wait around for this one to get through second generation wait for summer flame it'll all be better everything will knit together i did hold my action at the end of that book so i guess we'll see if it pays off here yeah i can't wait to get into this Mm. well all right the waitress is coming here i got us a couple hot toddies fill our bellies make us a little warm on this chilly evening and warm us up for dragons of summer flame come over here sweetheart I was in a relationship no, with a woman with the blue dragon. She brought me up to her room Boy, did she have good Where's time. my corn purse? Why don't you fellas follow me to my couch? I'll show you all my glory is good. What'll it be, boys? Tavern talk. Well, here we are around the uh, fires of the Inn of the Last Home, drinking our hot toddies. I like to uh, watch as the sparks fly up through the... Leaves, their veins standing out against the bright autumn moon, much like Fisben's veins stand out in his gray, papery skin as he reads from the discs of his sheet. That was not an image I wanted to see in my head. Yeah, that is not. Come come here, boys. Why don't you sit by the fire with me? I'm Fisben. Nope. I'll be reading from the discs of Mashiko tonight. No, no thank you, Fisbin. Can I leave now? No. Uh, but this is Tavern Talk, that portion of the show where we go around uh, quickly to share some things that happen in our... Now it's been like nerd five months, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. So a, a little bit. A little bit. We'll try to keep We'll try to keep it short, get to some of the comments, things like that, sure. that, we've, that we've gotten throughout the days. So, Luke, how has your nerd month and a half been? Busy. You know, I mean, that's why we haven't been here. Oh, uh, there's been a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, you were on a little bit of a trip. A little bit of a trip. Went out to Vegas. Nice. Oh, yes. Thank you for bringing that up. I would have totally just glossed over that. I happened to be 
in Vegas and was able to go to The Void, which is something we Love talked about before. Love The Void. Love The Void. <laughs> which was actually uh, created by a uh, uh, son of the author of this book, Tracy right. Hickman's son. Seriously? Yep. It's dead serious. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That's how I heard about it. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, somebody had tweeted something like, hey, at Tracy Hickman's son. I believe we may have talked about this yes. when you went the last time, and it was Star Wars. Yes. Um, yeah. So, uh, honestly, my, my original plan was to go there and do the Star Wars one again or just see what other one was going on. Um, we went there and they said they had Star Wars and then Ghostbusters. And I'm like, well, I'd, I'd rather do Star Wars again. They're like, but, but hey, um, on Friday, we're opening up our Marvel Avengers one. Oh, wow. So I looked at my brother-in-law and said, we're coming back on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what so we So we, uh, we booked, our, uh, booked our slot there, went in there. It, it is, if you are anywhere near any of the Void locations, I know we got one here in Minnesota down at the Mall of America. Right, yep. Uh, there's one in Las Vegas. Uh, there, yeah, there's like ten or fifteen now scattered around. The yeah, there's, there's actually quite a there's actually quite a few, but it's yeah that I would highly recommend. The Star Wars one is great. The Avengers one is better because you wow. get to you get to pilot this stripped down Iron Man suit and you get the Iron Man HUD up that in your is face. Super cool and. Uh, it, they, they got like the legitimate like actors to do the voices. It, it was mm-hmm. insane. That's really cool. I got to sit there and Doctor Strange talk to me. <laughs> like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna spoil anything that goes on because that's half the uh, half the fun of going through those. But yeah, got through that. Um, quick Netflix recommendation: um, Another Life on Netflix. Out of this world, awesome sci-fi mm. series. Um, I, I mostly want everybody to go and watch it just so that there is a second season. Be, like, just for me personally, please. Because <laughs> first season ended on a bit of a cliffhanger, but it's got the chick who played uh, Starbuck in the newer uh, Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica. Great show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she she's on there. She's back in space doing stuff. That that's really cool. It kind of takes you on this like very interesting ride through a lot of sci-fi tropes in a very good way. Right. I thought you were going to throw up. (laughs) (laughs) I was was trying to burp, and then I realized I'm the only one talking. (laughs) But anyway, hey, that's what I had going on. Um, I'm also kind of up... uh loading our YouTube channel up with stuff right now. You can't see any of it. It's going to be releasing over time here. Right. Just more of our older episodes, probably more of our intros and stuff. So keep an eye out there. Chuck yep. us a subscribe if you would. Please. People are subscribing even though we're not posting stuff, which is blows my mind. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you so we appreciate it. much. Uh, anyway, that's all I've been up to. Club. How about yourself? Well, I tell you, this time of year it gets so busy with work and everything. I've just, I've been, doing, I've just been doing a lot of couch time with the dog. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um what? <laughs> Watching TV. Okay. Yeah, We've go. been through this. Watch, remember this. Watching Mar and, and I really like Mayans. Mayans second season is is running is rolling right now. And um again, not it's not nearly as good as Sons of Anarchy was, but Sons of Anarchy was so groundbreaking at the mm-hmm. time. Um, I've also started watching, and this is so cheesy, this has become my guilty pleasure right now, I've also started watching DC's Legends of Tomorrow mm-hmm. from the beginning. And it's 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 campy and it's weird. Um, but it's it's kind of fun, and I kept looking at the guy who plays Rip Hunter, who plays the lead guy. And I'm like, where do I know him? Where do I know him? And then I kept thinking, oh my god, well this is this is very similar to Doctor Who. We oh, get really? a ship, we get a ship, <laughs> we, we get a ship, and we go through time. Well, the guy who plays Rip Hunter is Arthur Darville, who played Rory on Rory, Doctor oh Who. My god. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> so now he's got his own ship that he's traveling through time yeah, with, with superheroes. He's just salty he doesn't get to be the Doctor. But does it turn <laughs> into a time machine? Uh, time. A police box. No, no, it's a full size machine. It's a full size flight machine. Okay, no um, police box. No, it's the same size on the inside. 
Uh, but there's the problem. <laughs> but it is it's it's kind of a campy little it, it's kind of a campy little guilty pleasure yeah. that I've been enjoying. I'm almost done with the first season now. It's there's like four or five seasons out there. So and it's kind of fun to look at some of the I you know whether it's Doom Patrol or a lot of those other ones. Mm-hmm. I kind of like to look at some of those lesser known characters. Yeah. From Mar- from both DC and Marvel comics, because right. this has well, it's Rip Hunter for one, uh, White Canary, Firestorm, Captain Cold, and Heatwave. Cool, a lot of who are actually, nobody not, I know. Nobody yeah. I know. Yeah, who? <laughs> Captain Cold and Heatwave are actually the brothers from Prison Break. Yep. See, I tried watching <laughs> like the actors. Yes. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I tried watching that show. I couldn't get past like the first episode. First. Episode or two, I'm just like, nope, no, I can't. The, you got to just kind of roll with it and accept it for the cheese. That yeah, it is, it is way, know. way too cheesy. Um, the other thing I wanted to say, too, is I did go out last week and see Zombieland Double Tap. <coughs> oh, is it good? Oh, I've heard good things. It's fun. It's fun. Again, again same thing as I was talking about with uh, with Maya. It's kind of when you do those sequels, it's ne- the when the first one is so, such a different thing than what you've yeah. seen before. Right. The second one is never like completely adds up, but it's yeah. a fun, it's a fun little romp with with Woody Harrelson and uh, uh, Steve Jobs, not Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> He's back from the dead. Uh, you're thinking uh, of he played Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg in yes. the Social Network. His name is he, not Billy Eilish. That's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> bad Lex Lu- Lex Luthor. Yeah, bad Lex Luthor. Um, so. It's it's fun. You just get to kind of watch a bunch of stuff blow up and watch people shoot. Jesse stuff. Eisman. Yes. Eisenberg. 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 Heisenberg. Heisenberg. Sugar Ray Pepper. Yeah. John. <laughs> oh, the king. Oh, and I, I know. Again, it's <laughs> late. It's Sunday. We're all tired. Um, uh, that's pretty much what I got. What I've had going on. Uh, you're Paul. Paul. <laughs> wow. The, the oh, long time. We are. We he literally. Are he went blank. Yeah. He went blank. Like he, and he, the Paul. pause and just. Uh, reload, reload, I mean, I'd say, reload. I'd say Paul. Paul and I legitimately just got done playing D&D for like five hours. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, true. So my, my brain is completely gone. Roll D20. Um, <laughs> shit, where uh, uh, Initiative uh, check. No! Um, so I have been reading, now that I've finished this Summer Flame, I, I moved on to another fantasy book. Uh, it is the last, I guess it would be classified as fantasy. Oh, the yeah. Last Wish uh, by... Andre Subkowski, and I had to look up how to say his name because he's that Polish writer mm-hmm. who they based the Witcher games off of. Oh, the Witcher! Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I Witcher? was the Witcher. Yeah, they're, they're great. Witcher, I hardly know her. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> boo. <laughs> they are great books. If if you like playing the Witcher video games, I would highly recommend reading the books. They're dark, uh, just like the video game is. Right, dark fantasy. It's fantastic. They're all short stories, somewhat An connected. Anthology. Yeah, somewhat connected together, and it just kind of shows you the world. Uh, I did have to look up. I can show you the <laughs> world. Is it as good as Dragonlance Second Generation? Yes. Okay. If not better. Wow. High I, praise. I really, I, I do really like Are you these sure? books. <laughs> Are you sure that's high praise? <laughs> It'll all come together if you watch the game. All these threads. No, no, okay. you, don't, you don't even need that. I will say, look up how to read the books because there is, I think The Last Wish came out after uh, the first book that came out. So oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you have to look up how which order to how read do I, them in. How do I read a book? Yeah. <laughs> how does one read? Uh, so, this is all in words. <laughs> so I would highly recommend The Last Wish. That's one I'm starting with. Bob, what about you? 
Um, well, I have been continuing to read a lot of comics and like hitting things that I never read uh, before or like holes that I missed. So uh, I just got done reading the entire run of Thor by Walter Simonson from the mid to late 80s. Uh, a lot of characters uh, he introduced that I knew of, like Beta Ray Bill and, and things like that. But What? Yeah. <laughs> Beta so, Ray Bill? You don't know Beta Ray Bill? No. Okay, so he lives down the street. Beta Ray, <laughs> Beta Ray Bill got the Thor powers for just, a while. Just think of Thor with a Velociraptor head. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. Not really, oh, yeah. It's that, not Velociraptor. That helps. Yeah. In, <laughs> in, in Ragnarok, on the outside of the stadium, the heads that are on the outside of the stadium yeah, in Ragnarok, he's, he's one of them in there. Oh, like the champion heads? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. It, it's some pretty cool stuff. Huh. I, I had gotten the action figure because for a while it was like a completest action figure of the Legends line. And so I'd get stuff that I was like, I don't know. And everybody was going nuts, like there's a they're making a beta ray bill. And I'm like, Who is Beta Ray Bill? Why do you care? Yeah, why why is there a Thor with a <laughs> like a dead fleshy horse head on it, uh, named Beta Ray Bill. Uh what a dumb name. But uh his <laughs> Oh he looks so dumb in the animated series. <laughs> oh yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah. So, but uh, I, I have nothing but high praise for Walter Simonson. The stuff that he did kind of really meshing Nordic mythology in with Thor. Um, it's one of my favorite runs, I think, of... of Thor? Thor, for sure, okay. I would say. Uh, if not one of my favorite runs of, of most of the Marvel comics that I've read. Because we were talking about this, Paul, about how maybe not all of the th- runs on Marvel comics that we've read do we... Like? Love or stick with us? Yeah, to be completely honest, I Marvel comics I can't read. I I can't <laughs> read them anymore. They're just too interwoven between. You have to get. You have to read this one. Then right. you need to read this one. Then that one from that other series is related right. to. I'm like, no. I case, just, case in point, huge disappointment. Uh, juxtaposed with the Thor and how wonderful go. it was. I had gotten the new Infinity Omnibus, which I'm going to warn people, if you're out there as a listener with, and you're, you collect any kind of omnibus or are thinking on buying it, I really wanted to get a nice oversized version of the Infinity Gauntlet run, which this new Infinity uh, Omnibus has. It has all, all of the issues, which is great. But afterwards, it's followed up by kind of a new uh, series I couldn't make heads or tails of it. There's like a whole new invasion that's coming in. Yeah. Uh, they just like cut and spliced it out of this entire other run of the new Avengers. And you needed everything else around it to really grasp what's going on. There was so many characters. So many people were dying. And I didn't even know. <laughs> you didn't know <laughs> no. or care because there's just no, too much crap. I didn't care. Yeah. Uh, it, it was actually one of the most, most frenetic, disjointed things I've ever tried to read. And I plowed through the whole thing. I'm talking like 800 pages. That's because you're a completionist. Yeah, and I'm you like, have I will the get no to the end of this. I don't know why there's no Infinity Gauntlet in it. I don't know why it's in this thing called Infinity. But um, I... I was not happy with with that, I guess, at all. But the actual omnibus that reprints all of the Infinity stuff has been out of print for a long time and is way too expensive. So, but that's about it. Uh, I'm with you, uh, Club Zombie stuff. This is the time of the year for that. So I've been going mm-hmm. old school. I've been watching the Evil Dead stuff, and okay. then I went I went back and I watched uh, Return of the Living Dead. God, is that one fun. It's crap, <laughs> and I love it. So if you like Evil Dead, what, what year, Paul, you were uh, 85. 85? Okay. Yeah. I think I've seen that. Yeah, it's it's. Is really that the one good. with the rock music in the cemetery? Yes. Is coming out? Yes. Oh, God. And the one yes. girl is, like, sitting there, like, practically, she's naked the whole time. Yes. And she's just like, 
Do you ever fantasize about a group of old men surrounding you and eating your body? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not really. That's, uh, now you will. Yeah, it's like there's a group called the, like, the Suicide Gang or whatever. It's If you like Evil Dead, it's it's fantastic. Okay. Um, just know, know what you're getting into. Yeah, it's it's slapsticky crazy. But nice. so, yeah, at the same time, uh, some stuff is really... Some of the effects are fantastic. Some are just awful. But I would highly suggest watching it. But we've got some feedback, Luke. A few things that we were going to bring up, maybe. A couple things. Uh, number one, uh, i got to throw it out to Neil. Neil has been keeping things alive on our yeah. Facebook page God. single-handedly um, as he's throwing out his every deeper Friday. delves every Friday. Thank you, Neil. Um, but he threw out a book that I love this series, The Rune Lords. I don't know when we'll ever get to this, but I think we should at some time. But I'm telling you, uh, Justin, throwing out information left and right here. <laughs> Justin, um, you are a fountain of information. I don't know how you store all of yeah, that. Why info. can't we just Skype in, him in and he can just be on the show? There we go. Um, but any, anyway, uh, in fact, I just posted five minutes ago a picture of us doing recording the intro, and he was the first, like literally within, I think, a minute of posting it. <laughs> he gave us a thumbs up, so thank you, Justin. Um, I'm sure he's angry that this hasn't come out yet. Uh, but the Rune Lords by David Farland, and what I did not know is David Farland and another author, Dave Wolverton, are the same people. Really? Which, yeah. And Dave Wolverton is a guy that I I know best from the courtship of Princess Leia, which was a very famous Star Wars book from okay. the mid late nineties when those were being cranked out. So and I love the courtship of Princess Leia. It was like the witches of Dathomir riding on Rancors. Awesome stuff. Okay. I, I, at least I thought it was awesome. I think maybe next year we should revisit the Princess of... <laughs> and see the, if you actually the, like the it now. Yeah, is it really that great? I do know that Han Solo wins a planet in a card game, and I thought that was stupid. No, that's awesome. Dathomir. He wins I, Dathomir. I want a planet in a card card game. That'd be the best way to earn a planet. I remember just being furious at Leia that whole book. It's like, your boy just won an entire planet for you, and she's fallen for some other prince guy. Prince Isildur or something. Damn it, Leia. Yeah, and I was pissed at Leia the entire book. How old were you when you read that book? I was probably 16 and probably going through women troubles of my own and yeah. was probably just projecting. <laughs> Is probably what was going on. And now we know Bob's friend stole one of his girlfriends. Yeah, probably, I, was, I was in the middle of losing a girl, and now I'm reading about Leia. Like, yeah. oh, you don't like Han Solo? Yeah, what huh? the heck, Leia? Come Saved on. your butt how many times? And yeah. won you a planet? But, oh, Prince Isildur. Oh, man. <laughs> it's about as tough as reading the Prince Shizor stuff. Uh, you could just start saying that. I have no idea what you're talking about and now. we need to get you schooled. <laughs> <laughs> Pierce Brown, you had thrown this up, Luke. He said, Dear Howlers, certain happenings are underway. Oh, a culmination yeah. of years of secret labor which delayed Dark Age. It will either mean sweet victory or ignominious defeat. What do you think's going on? Oh, I, series or movie? Series. Series. Tell it, uh, it tell has series like uh, HBO it, probably. Which is, I think, the only way to do it right. I'm yes. actually, I would not want a movie. That's, that's actually, um, if you go look at our... We have one video that I was north of 2,000 views on it on YouTube for some reason. Actually, it's, it's actually, it's pretty cool. I'm, isn't I'm, it like I'm, the I'm part two? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's the death of somebody, isn't it? Uh, no, it's... Uh, Jackal. Uh, yeah, uh, Reaper and Jackal. Reaper yeah. and Jackal. Part, part two of Red Rising, the first book. Um, where he gets stabbed in the hand. Yes. Oh, we, yeah, uh, I remember that. I've gotten into this, like, some book, pretty in-depth conversation that. with people that I have, I have no idea who they are about... You know, hey, this is going to be a movie. And then, like, 
what had happened to the movie where like they're gonna make try to make several a girl for some reason and then like they oh, end up boy. scrapping the entire thing and all of us are like well, well thank God um, <laughs> but there were talks of the last thing anybody knew is that Pierce Brown was working on a TV show nice right. so and I'm assuming that's what he's talking about in that tweet. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully, I would love to see it. I would <laughs> love to see that transferred to a visual I, medium. I definitely yeah. feel like it would have to be a either HBO, Netflix mm. series. It couldn't be oh, yeah. one of those. I don't know. I feel like it has to be a hard a art. Se- a series, like or in a, in a series. Oh, you mean uh, it has to be graphic enough? From, yeah, it can't be my, Disney. Oh, God, yeah, no. it can't be Disney. God, if Disney no. is producing it, mm-hmm. uh, uh, uh. Um, so. and just just for Andrew, yeah. Uh, Tim Gilbert sends his regards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, that guy's not re- that guy's not real. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. <laughs> should we expose this? Should we, should we, should we, we tell it? him about Tim Gilbert, or Tim should we G- just leave it out, up to? <laughs> Shut up, Tim Gilbert is too real. He is too real. He, Tim he, Gilbert is real. He's everywhere and he is nowhere. <laughs> he is an enigma. <laughs> he's part of the Illuminati spider web that we're attached to. He's, oh, cur- yeah. he's currently trapped in the gray gym somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> or, or he's our sugar daddy and he's paying for all this. Yeah. I wish. There yeah, you go. That'd be nice. Hey, speaking of gray gems, we should probably crack this gem yeah, open. Yeah, we should probably get into the book now. Yeah, let's all right. do it. Um, I'm going to have another hot toddy. You guys get whatever you want. Hey, make this one a little stiffer for me, will you please? I'm in a rut. <laughs> Oh, wake up, Chris. Ooh, tell me more. It's a DeLorean, isn't it? Scales were always in my favor. I might have driven a DeLorean here. I pull up a chair, friend. All right. So here we are. Dragons of Summer Flame. This summer. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah. uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. (laughs) All right, yeah, so here we are. We uh, Part one of our review of Dragons of Summer Flame. Yeah. Books, books one and two. Yeah. Um, hey, guess what we find out in chapter one? Hey, we're right back to chapter headings that ruin the chapters. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I, you're stealing my thunder. I was going to talk about that. Right Sorry. That. Oh, we still have to do the summary, don't we, Bob? Do you have a summary? Uh, I do. And by the way, I stole this summary uh, because I have not finished the book yet. I think there's two of us at the table who have not finished the yes, book. Yes, I have not. When we have not, I read through the first part we're reviewing today, and I was like putting on the brakes. I'm like, I forget too quick. I am not going to read the second half until and after we got t- the first one in the bag. And then it took us forever to get to record, record the first it. half. And no. Well, you were traveling, and then I was super sick. We were going to record last week. Yeah, uh, you, and then I was totally lost I had voice. no voice. <laughs> you, no were, voice. you sounded like death. Yep. So now hey we're guys. here, and so Let's I do a podcast with the guy with no voice. Yeah. yeah. And so I, yeah, I did where our not. Our main dude has no voice. <laughs> I did not know how the end of this went, so I was scrapping together for a summary. Like, did someone summarize this anywhere? I couldn't find it. There's nothing anywhere except for going old school, way back to like 1998. This page was established and still looks like it was built in 1998. <laughs> by the way, but. Warren Dunn, I don't know if you're a listener, I don't know if you know Warren Dunn, but he's been like reviewing sci-fi fantasy novels for a long time. Well, he had to take a whole break there in the 90s to go travel around <laughs> with his buddy with, with his buddy Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his Warren, also known a.k.a. Kix. Yes. <laughs> or no, it's Kix Brooks. It's Kix Brooks and uh, Ronnie Dunn. Ronnie Dunn. Ronnie Dunn. Ronnie Dunn. <laughs> Ronnie Dunn. <laughs> Nobody even cares. Okay. <laughs> But we're listeners. giving him credit legally. Uh, yeah, that, that's true, because I don't want to get into trouble. Okay, so, <clears throat> Dragonlance, Dragons of Summer Flame, 
November 1995, TSR Publishing by Tracy Hickman and Margaret Weiss. (laughs) The world has changed. Once again, the people of Ancelon expect peace to last forever. Tannis warned the Knights of Salamnia that there were even more dangerous knights allied with darkness, but with honor, and that they would attack when the time was ripe. But the good knights ignored his warning, and so when it came to fight, it was the evil knights who had the advantage. Two brothers are killed in the fight with the Knights of Tachesis, and Palin was, well, I guess we'll say captured. As ransom, the evil ones want the wizards to open the portal to the abyss so that the Dark Queen can enter. Steel Brightblade, the subject of a terrific short story in the second generation, son of Sturm and Kitiara, which makes him Palin's cousin, owes Tannis a debt, so he takes Palin back to his kin. Burying Karaman and Tika's children, Palin and Steel then make their way to Palinthus, hoping to gain access to the portal where Raceland entered from so many years ago. They enter the tower through the graces of their gods and of Raceland's spirit, and Palin and Tasselhoff get to enter the abyss. There they eavesdrop on a council of gods. It turns out that Chaos, father of the gods, is loose and very angry. He wages war on the world and plans to destroy all the gods begot. In other words, everything. He calls for shadow demons of all sorts and things that the world has never seen. The only way to defeat him is to gather all of the peoples of Ancelon together in an alliance. And there is no way that old racial hatreds can do this. So they yield to Tachesis, whose knights already control most of the world, and they have all of their troops surrendered to her knights, who are, interestingly, honor-bound. Palin and Tass re-enter the world with Raceland to warn the others. The council and the gods reach decisions of their own and find a way that might defeat chaos. Through the rift that chaos created in the world, the remaining knights of Tachesis and Salamnia ride their dragons. Palin uses a spell to hold chaos at bay, distracting him, and steel slices the god with his sword. It is all in vain, however, because the drop of blood that they draw splatters across the floor of the abyss. Unusable. (laughs) I can't. Uh, Tasselhoff. Oh, stop your ears if you haven't read beyond the first part. Tasselhoff gets an honorable death. Oh, there's no reaction from the table. At least least a death worthy of a kinder who would only expect a most interesting way to go about it. He gets stepped on by a chaos giant. (laughs) I'm not looking forward. (laughs) Not looking forward to this. Luke's leaving. Uh, Yeah, I forgot that. Being flattened must have interested him interested him immensely but before he dies he stabs chaos in the toe drawing the blood that they need i can't believe i'm reading this usha captures the blood in the gray gem and this gives the god's power over to chaos god's power over chaos it is blackmail in a way but they all agree to make up and leave if chaos stops his destruction For even though they have captured his essence, I don't know how this is done with only a single drop of blood, they apparently don't have complete control over him. And the book ends with no magic left in the world, at least none that the people have access to. The gods have left, and there is only a single star visible in the heavens, which is made from the fire that Flint and Tass stoke while telling stories back and forth watching over the world. So Tass and Flint are gods. So all there's no... Stars in the sky except for one that's I, the fire of Tass? Uh, uh, no, well, part two. Well, Save part, it for part two. Okay, part two sounds like it's going to be just 
we are going to have a time. So, uh, technically, the sun is a star, so that means the sun's <laughs> gone and everybody dies. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just the sun left, which is the fire that Tass would make, probably. And I can't, believe, I, I, I can't believe this guy's summary mentions nothing about the other deaths in the second No, he episode. says nothing about other yeah. deaths, but please, let's don't elucidate, because I don't know who dies yet. Same. Please be Tannis. <laughs> okay. So, all right. <laughs> can't wait till you get there. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, so that's a summary. That is the summary. Hey, book one, let's get started off. Chapter one, uh, we are back, like you said, Club, to headings on chapters that tell you exactly what's going on in the chapter. Yeah, hey, you know what's really great right about an audio book is that you can't skip over that. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you I can't mean, unsee it either. Yeah, true. I was going to say. Well, you know what, and of course, you really, if you wanted to, and you wanted just a quick read... Just go through the book and read the chapter headings. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Just look yeah. at the table of contents and just kind of. Do, 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 do. Hey, well, we're done. So we're at chapter one, the, the landing party, the, the prophecy, prophecy, and then unexpected encounter. <laughs> hey guys, guys, I think I think that they're gonna land on they're gonna land on a beach. There's gonna be some prophecy. Yeah. And there's going to be some people that they weren't expecting to see. This is <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that's what's happening. This is like D-Day landing soft. There's just like, <laughs> just like a couple guys standing on a beach like, hey. To be fair, I did like the opening. It was very, yeah, I like very it. atmospheric, very world, very yep. getting you back into the world. I agree. I agree. In fact, this whole opening stuff, as these Knights of Tachesis are going to be taking over territory, I am loving this. This is the first time that I feel like they have, Margaret and uh, Margaret Weiss and Tracy Aikman have developed a th- credible threat yeah. from an outside force. These Knights of Tachesis feel like they are organized. They're using mm-hmm. dragons. Yep. And we get a and lot wizards. from them. And wizards. Hey. In concert, uh, they feel they feel like a very tangible threat. It's a threat, and we get to know the threat a little bit. It's not just a you hear Tannis and them saying, these people are bad. Mm-hmm. You get to hear about, you know, yeah. where their ideas come from. And I know there was a comment about, you know, hey, once they get to Dragon uh, this summer of Lance, uh, can knights be honorable? And I think this book shows that they can be. I yes. remember one of our one of our listeners mm-hmm. commented that, and I think this book definitely shows. Right. Knights can have honor even if they're evil. And I'm going to I'm going to say that this feels to me again you you look at Nazi Germany as sometimes a lot of good analogs for a giant invasion of peaceful peoples mm-hmm. right by by a real awful terror um but I think sometimes you you can think of like the SS is not being honorable, whereas then sometimes you would look at somebody like some people would say Erwin Rommel, you know, might have been like in Rommel, Rommel. Er, yeah, would have been an honorable adversary to Patton and things like that. So this idea of a a truly bad person fighting on the evil side, but mm. yet can maintain honor and dignity, right? Yeah. Well, um, and I like how this I like how this sets you up for the twist. Yeah. Right away here because. Our two, our two unnamed knights here land on the beach, and they're scouting around, and they're, look, they're looking for different things. So they're looking at which lands they're going to take over, right. which islands. So they get, come to this island, and we also get these weird bar, the weird barbarian people that are their foot soldiers. Mm-hmm. The giants. They're like, and they're blue. Aren't they yeah. like painted they're blue? They're painted blue. They don't need armor because they have right. magical blue paint. Which is like, they're basically like giant Hyborians. They're the Navi. 
That, yeah. Sure, yeah. The <laughs> Navi. Yeah. They are the Navi. I'm going to see them as the Navi from yeah. now on. I was going with like kilted Celtic peoples, but I'm going to go with Navi. I just went with standard D&D barbarians. Yeah. That's yeah. that's what they were. Yeah. They and, just found right. a tribe yep. and go die. And so on this island they find this they find that nobody's on this island except like this race of like ape people. Mud yeah, people. Right. Yeah. yeah, mug you're, people. You're, yeah. And so basically they leave for this invasion that Ariakin has planned, which we, we met in the last book. Mm-hmm. So chapter two. Hold on. Didn't they, did they talk about why they were there? Didn't they say that they had get, been given a vision or something saying that, that we have to check this island out to see if it's a threat no, against us? It's been a month it's, and a it's, half. It, I don't know. It's, it's all part of the vision. The island is the the island. Oh, the, the, the master because plan. The master plan. That they're always given. Yeah, because the vision was right. The master plan. plan. Yeah, they're island hopping, and this is one that they yeah. think they need. But even though it's behind them, that's the big thing. Is it's behind them? That's why the yeah. Erda went there. Was they figured nobody was going to bother showing up? Any right. of that because it's way behind everybody. But well, the Erda have been here for the Erda have been here for generation. Yeah. Well, generation let's find out about the Erda, shall we? Chapter sure. two. Uh, we'll find out. This is a magical isle. An yep. urgent meeting and the decider. Um, <laughs> so it turns out these beastmen that we thought were all subhuman are actually the Erda living in isolation um, with uh, this person called the decider and the protector, right, who are kind of seem to be their two councils. There was one's the leader, yeah. uh, right, one's kind of, I guess, the, the general type of person. I think it's just they, they go against each other. I yeah. think that's kind of what it is. They had to, they had two people that were, were constantly arguing, and they're like, "All right, you're going to be this one, you're going to be the other one, and we'll, well kind of decide and, who's following." Well, one. and even though they're living in such isolation from each other and from everybody else, they still need a form of government. You still yeah. need a you, you right. still need a you still need a form to make some of the overall decisions. And then the we have this very thinly veiled thing with Usha. We, we are introduced to Usha, the girl who is small and twenty and ugly. Uh, it's super thinly veiled that she is actually ugly i think yes yeah. yes i'm because like she's gonna get off this island and she's gonna be it's beautiful. like a bunch yeah, of neanderthals be... going like you don't have a proud sloping brow like yeah. i do <laughs> yeah you're an ugly person well usha. and everything we found is in the eye of the beholder you don't have an underbite that way i do usha well and everything we found out about about the irda uh race as a whole is they are so exceptionally beautiful they, right I mean, right they're yeah. supernaturally beautiful oh yeah and she's just beautiful Oh yeah, they were able to get Raisin to get it up. Yeah, which yeah. that's pretty fair enough. Which good. <laughs> can, I want to briefly talk about how the decider is picked. <coughs> I, I found this hilarious. The decider is the most just middle of the ground person ever. Yeah, they have no. It's it's one of those where it's like it's got it's a leader with no agenda. Yeah, it's a leader, it's a leader, with leader no who's agenda. only there for the people. But it's not even a leader who wanted to be a leader. It's somebody who's just literally in the yeah. middle of everything. He's not the smartest. Yeah. You He's just not go the grab. Dumbest. You He's grab an accountant the... from an accountant from I, one of the. I feel like huts. an accountant would be too smart. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> They'd be like, "Oh, you're too smart. We got to find somebody else." Let's, somebody let's who dyes fabrics. But he's a good. He's a good <laughs> fabric dyer. It's I. I see, Paul. I like that idea. I do too. Though, because he, he is therefore going to make his decisions. As the decider, as the as the quote unquote average, as, as your as your person who is the smartest people aren't always the best at you know understanding what the non smart people are. The non smart people aren't going to be best at figuring out. The yeah, smart but I want people. a smart person who, who is going to. He's not. Like, well, he's not that? dumb. Uh, he's yeah. just yeah. he's just average. Well, and I'm thrown off for a while here because these guys have the gray gem. 
And I've been kind of yeah. like, well, how did the Grey Gem get here? We just got done reading the prequel. Magic. That was like, you know, that had just given us where the Grey Gem had been. I'm like, well, why isn't this connected? We do get kind of a connection later on as to what how the Grey Gem ended up getting here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, right, right, right away. I'm kind of going like, well, how did these guys get the Grey Gem? Maybe nothing in that last book mattered at all. That's how they tie. I, I really don't think they that it does because they, they talk about how it's all. Rumors, just different stories that yep. are based off of something. So I think everything which is a wonderful, that, a wonderful get out of jail free card. Yes, it is. I think <laughs> I, everything I can say from whatever those, I want. Yeah, everything from those books are, can be used, but it doesn't have to be. But used. I know if Star Wars would have done that from the beginning, we wouldn't have had to rebooted the EU. <laughs> you don't have to reboot. The EU. <laughs> but I they haven't in my mind. But exactly, I don't, I don't think there's anything in here that eventually, when we go through all the explanations of everything by the end of the book, I don't think there's anything in here that is. Uh, really off the mark from the tales. No, yeah, no, there's, really. there's some of it. There, there's, nah. a, there's a couple of them. Well, I think this there's one major one. Well, just say it. What do we get? What? That uh, Ursa's not Raceland's Us- kid. Usha? Usha, whatever. But is name. she? But is she? No, she's not. But is she? No. Why do well, you? Why do you believe split. anything Raceland says? Because it's Raceland. Why do you believe? Why? Why wouldn't he lie? I don't even know what's going on. Yeah, I know. No, no, this is happening I shouldn't have asked. Yeah, you shouldn't have asked for it. I tried to. I tried not to, but I don't think that doesn't mean there's not another one bouncing around somewhere. Maybe there is. Oh wait, no. I actually, I do know about this. Uh, flashback to one of our first episodes. I listened to that one podcast with Margaret Weiss, and there's a thing about Raceland's daughter, and I think. What do we, we'll talk about it when we get there. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's, well, we'll, 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 anyways, anyways, I, I remember what Margaret said about it. We have, we have Usha, okay. who is the orphan girl here being Usha. raised. Right. And she's got gold eyes. Yeah. And But they're, they're, they're going to kick her out of the community because they're... Those they're, gold eyes, you can't keep anybody with gold yeah. eyes around. you got to get yeah. rid of them. Well, no. well the no, gray, I, the gray, they have the gray gem trapped. And yeah. for whatever reason, the Usha aren't... Uh, the Usha as a race. Irda. Irda. Irda, excuse me. The Irda aren't... Affected by the chaos, by the chaos in the gray gem, mm-hmm. and that's why they can they can have it there. But they, they think that it it's affl- affecting Usha or will affect Usha, and they're like, yeah. "You need to get out of here." Well, and all this other stuff's coming in. And You're they know, ugly, and this they know, <laughs> gem is affecting you. They know they know the bad stuff. I see. I, I think you took too harsh a read on that. Uh, what's that? I, she was sent away by the protector, by her adopted father, to rescue her because they were gonna futz with the gray gem. And no, I oh he, I agree and he, that. he wanted her to survive in case they fought strong no, with the green. No, I'm 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 overplaying it. Don't worry. I the the protector loves Usha. Yeah. You yeah. can tell that they Prompt. have uh yeah, they really have It's a father-daughter good... relationship. Yes. Yes. So I'm definitely overplaying it. Even though even uh, though they're all like mildly Vulcan. <laughs> With no emotions, mm-hmm. they are Vulcan. Yeah, yes. yeah, they're yes. Vulcan. They have some emotions. Prot is like Spock. When Spock finally gets a little bit of emotions in there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but Spock's so, half human. No, I'm, anyways. <laughs> well, he's <laughs> actually half human. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I forgot he has his human. Side. Exactly. Yeah. And we we do go through this whole thing on whether or not on on how much uh, Irda Usha has, whether she had throughout the throughout the whole book. Right. How, how, how much ear does she have? Whether she's half, whether she's maybe was just dropped off in the So it's island. like blood quanta. Yeah. <laughs> Out- so we voted outdated. And that, this kind of pushes us through into chapters yeah. 3 and 12 because... Or 3 and 12. <laughs> well, wow, that's a huge <laughs> jump. We do need to move. So, yeah, yeah, let's go. This pushes us in, This pushes us into 3 and 4. 
um, where yes, Bob, like you said, she's going. They're going to send her away because they're going to do yeah. some magical stuff with the gray gem, and they don't want her around affecting it. Yeah, yeah. And the protector also realizes that we might just blow ourselves up, so I'm going to send my daughter right. away. So let's get rid of her. Get a, let get through three and four. She gets into her boat. Her, and then, her magical moving boat. Can yeah. we? I want a boat like that. Hold on. I I want to I want to make sure that we cover the bodies on the floor. On the beach, or is Let that in book two? That's later. Let when we find out who died? Yeah. That's, that's later. later. Okay. That's way later. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Oh, wait, later. yeah, yeah. Because it was, it was after the long, this isn't the that long, beach. The long crappy chapter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, when, yeah. When, I'm, when I'm thinking, like, oh, this is going to be such a long book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so chapter four, this is, I think, when we get the, the first, like, huge download. Letter right to Dalamar. So, so, Prot has given her this, like, scroll. And doesn't he tell her, like, not to read this later? Read it when you're on the boat. I think it's a yeah. read it once you're leaving. Well, no not. wonder, because it's got to keep her, like, busy. I don't know how long she's on this boat. <laughs> I know. I thought about that, too. But where is it? This scroll must have been, like, I'm pretty sure a this, backpack this, size. This one chapter <coughs> on the audiobook took over an hour. Oh. Yeah. This. I, I just, I zoned out so hard. So I'm of two <laughs> minds about this. Uh, we get a huge dumping about Paladine and Gillian and Takesis oh, and Grey Gems. Right. The creation of the world and like, um, I, I'd say more, but I'm in free speech jail right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we get this huge history of the world. Um, man. I, in some ways, I needed it because I forget from book to book uh, sometimes what the mythos is. Yep. And so I need a refresher. This is a great refresher. But this would make or break readers. Like, if you yeah. picked this book up just because it had a cool co- cover, and you would have to be some sort of rock star I mean, you do, you do need to, you do to, need to set this. up chaos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You need to set them up. But, I yeah, I don't know if this is the way you do it. Oof. I will say, uh, yeah. The entire, a lot of the time while I was reading this, I had the music from the Ocarina of Time <laughs> when they were first introducing the gods to create the Triforce. Oh, that's going, cool as hell. Going. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I was re- while I was reading about the gods, I'm, I'm just kind of like, oh, hey, this is a flashback to a video game. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. They, I, they should have peppered this in in some way. Like, yeah. I feel that there's ways of streamlining this into a narrative of a book that doesn't feel so. Top heavy. Yeah. I mean, this is the stereotypical kind of nerd material that turns people off to this kind of mm-hmm. book. Where it's just world building on top of world building. And see, I again, I didn't have that. And again, I was doing the audio book on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, this didn't bother me at all. Mm. I skimmed it. I think having, I, yeah. I, I think though, <clears throat> having somebody tell you it. Having somebody right. tell you the story is going to be much different than just. Well, it's like you were sitting story. in church and you kind of drifted away, and then you came back, and then you drifted <laughs> again, yeah. and then you came back. No, I, I will wholeheartedly admit, like there were parts that I was like, eh, I'm pretty sure I know this. I, I was gonna. Hey, next. Did you say you did the audiobook club? Yes. I'd be on the other side. I'm with these guys still, even though I'm doing the audiobook. Oh, see, this didn't bother me at all. Oh, it was just like. Well, I think it was. You were like probably walking your dog or something, so you could be doing something while you're. It was a couple. I was running actually. Okay. It was a couple of times where like I, I'd like, oh hey, I got a minute, I'll put the book on, and then I turn it off, and then I come back, I turn around, like I'm still in this freaking chapter. Like, oh my god. You know what I think the problem for me is is not that it's too long necessarily. I could be into if 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 it was really cool because I can read Norse mythology and Celtic mythology books on top of itself. This, I'm sorry, this is not cool to me. The, no, the, the legend no. of the gray gem is kind of farcical to me. It's yep. 
It's kind of stupid to me. I guess I'm, I'm trying I mean, to hedge my I words. Like, I, I disagree. I, I, I respectfully it. disagree. I like Tell me why gem. this is cool. I, I hate this this gray jump stuff. I like See, it. the only problem I had here with how long this was and how long this freaking letter was, was I'm like, when are we going to... This is a Dragonlance book. When are we going to get to our main characters? <laughs> True. Yeah. 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 I'm waiting I, for that. I didn't mind... I don't mind the gray gem. I don't... I did not need as in-depth of a well, mythology I there. agree with you. Once it starts going, when they chip it and the whole thing, it, chaos comes out No, I mean, like, I just like chaos. The, it's what cool. What the J, gray gem does. Right. But I don't, yeah, I didn't really. The care story too leading much. up to it, I thought was a little hammy. I don't, I don't yeah. know if I love this this method of creating the races and stuff. I, I don't know. I, I didn't. There's something about it that's off putting to me, and I can't put my thumb on it. I don't know what it is. I, I understand like it. it. I, I'll jump back to the other side now. Um, you I have to pick a side and stick with it. You nope. can't flip. No, I he don't. can waffle. This is if Bill Clinton can waffle, Luke can waffle. Please don't what is your definition of waffle? <laughs> oh, I'm not supposed to talk. I'm in free speech jail. You're what? not in free speech jail. Because <laughs> what? What he's afraid of the comments. I'm not. I am not afraid of the comments. They've hated me since we started this podcast. <laughs> I am not to bring up umum and thumum ever again. Oh. <laughs> now that. you said it. Uh, oh, dang it. Anyway, anyway. What I can appreciate from this is like the creation of the universe and the races is like something that I bet is taken like so it can be taken so seriously, and then just I guess it is farcical. You are correct yeah, right. that you know what some of y'all were made on accident. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Like you yeah. know the gods in this universe aren't perfect. Yeah. No. Yeah. I I agree. Mm-hmm. And I, I, but I did I did like I... I did like what we got about the um the magic moon lords um. I don't know. I don't know if they have titles. Are they demigods or lesser gods? They are the, the gods of magic. They are the kids of Tekesis. They so are Tekesis's kids, I think. So the how the heck do I have that random crap shoved in? Solari, Illuminati, Illuminati, <laughs> and uh, oh crap! What? Are, yeah. Oh god! No, no, Newat- Newatari, Solinari. We have cars. That show. Oh my gosh! But that's you know what? Yeah. The chapter was too long, but the content I'm kind right. of okay with. Yeah. Right. It needed to be streamlined. And to be very honest, we're already done with book one. The, yeah, when, when we finished, when when they finished with that letter, she lands and, all right, book one's done. No, we, we well, still have the Altar of the Grey Gem chapter yeah. four. Oh. <laughs> we got, I forgot about that. Yeah. The dwarf arrives late, cracking open the stone. Well, I don't have to read the chapter to know the stone's right. getting cracked open. There's not going to be any tension in this chapter as to whether or not that stone's opening. So, uh, but I really like this chapter. Uh, the decider opens the gem using a chisel driven into one of the flaws in the gem. And all of this is really cool. And I think that's what I'm not liking about the history. The history to me is not as cool as then what happens here. Like this chaos is not... Chaos comes out and kills everybody. His history is not fitting to how cool he is when he comes out. But to me, this is Galactus. He just comes out and he is just Galactus boiling out. Well, and poor Reorks. Never... And he's going to be the sorry. I was in the middle. Sorry, sorry, guys. I was in the middle of a game. What are we doing? No. Oh, Christ. You cracked it open. (laughs) Yeah. Right. You can't be doing that. Right. 
Um, but I like this because uh, he boils out of this thing, burns everything, kills all the Urda, squishes things. I guess we're going to get more of this stepping on See, thing that he does. And that just goes to show the Urda have always been there to make mistakes. They made one mistake, turned into ogres. They make another. They just get burnt to death. They that end the true. universe. They yeah. end the universe. They try to yeah. end the universe. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. And I, yeah, and Reorix becomes his herald, and you could you just, you have these pictures of Reorix in your head. You're just going, oh my god. I want Reorix riding a silver surfboard. That's what I want. <laughs> You're the image editor. That's got to happen. Get on pages and get to work. I don't need it's some ideas. Give me ideas. I need ideas. Get on your pages and Reorix is um, a silver surfer. And we have we, we do have the little drop here of Usha who's in the boat away, and all of a sudden there's a big boom and a bright light, and she's like, oh, it must have worked. Yeah. You're driving away from a nuclear blast. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> mushroom cloud going up over the island. She's not oh, wrong. Everything, wow, the great gym. I wish I was there. Everything's going to be okay. It, it, yeah, it... You're right, Paul. It did work. It works. They opened it, it all right. It, yep. And they have a god out yeah. to help. Chaos is... They released a god. Released. Crap. Ugh. Yeah. So, book two. Like you said, that was a quick one. We're on to book two. Well, chapter that, one. Chapter four lasted forever. So. The Honor Dead, a single prisoner, a faded meeting. So, uh, this is the beachhead you were talking yes. about, Luke. Yeah. Uh, in Thorbard Bay. I love all of this stuff. Yes. This stuff is so good. The Knights of Tachesis, uh, again, I would like even more fleshed out about them because I think these are really good bads. Mm-hmm. I think yep. the Knights of Tachesis are far more organized and threatening than any of the last invasion of Tachesis. It, it has everything you want. It has your barbarians. It has the Knights with Honor. It also, you can even throw in the Draconians. It has those Draconians right. in there even. Right, but they're organized. It's an organization. They have yeah. this, oh, you know, Ariakin has them, uh, they're very specific island hopping or whatever they're doing here taking you know specific targets that will allow them to take other targets like it is very menacing and what's even better is we've set up the world of Kryn not really knowing any of this invasion is happening which makes yeah. it only better it's all coming as a surprise we know how bad ah, they yes, are a competent enemy a competent enemy and an unwary you know uh, people hey, of Kryn. no it's way perfect. hey hey we had the battle of the lands 20 years ago um, everything's cool now still it's I all good. That's my one problem is these people should be really wary. So, but I mean, if, if, if they're getting word from people like Tannis and others that there is Knights of Tachesis dressed in black coming, you think there'd be a little bit more. I mean, you're only 20 years out from this war. Yeah. They didn't. That is not they, that long. But at the same hey, time. Hey, hey, you know what? Us over here in Elfland. We have our own problems. Yeah. This is World War One to World War Two, though ignoring true. Germany, oh. Nazi Germany. Yeah. I mean, Good they point. did they Good did point. send out yeah. a feeler. That, that's, that's what true. these that's what these troops were all on was just to kind of go see, check out the coast, yep. go check it out, see. Print magazine coast. is going to make Ariok and the Man of the Year. They're going to all go over there for the Crin Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. A, so anyway, uh, <laughs> this book. One of the Minotaur runners is going to win. <laughs> is, it, is that Jesse Owens? <laughs> this book. What's that noise? It's a Minotaur run, running for first. This, this, <laughs> the Minotaur would just kill the other runners. Ariakin standing up in his press box. What's going on? <laughs> How do you put spikes Steel, on a Minotaur? Steel was supposed to win. He's the fastest. <laughs> so this book starts. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm keeping a very open mind. I have a rough time with that chapter with the letter to Dalimar. 
where the scroll is literally rolling around the bottom. Like, it's unrolling all around the little boat. It's, it's all soggy. It's coming over the side of the edge of the boat. Some of it's still back on the island. Like, I'm having, this I'm having, is the biggest I'm scroll. having a rough time there. Leave Usha alone! <laughs> I'm having a rough time there. They crack open the gray gem. I'm starting to have a better time. Mm-hmm. Um, all that celestial crap goes on. Even better time. We get into yep. book two, chapter one. People actually die. Loving it. Who yep. are these authors? Yeah. And what are they doing to uh, Margaret and Tracy? Oh, and just the absolute both Nazi and Star Wars stormtrooper feel yep. that these, oh, that for these sure. guys have yep. Yep. is just the organization, the like lack of emotion, but right. having the honor and having you know and 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 going through and this this military group that just. Ran over the poor Knights of Salamnia after poor uh, Tannen and Sturm just got their... They, mm-hmm. they were just indu- inducted into the Knights mm-hmm. officially. Yep. Yeah. And they, they, they dead. Yep. Dead. Yeah. This. Yeah, we find, we, find out there's, we find out there's this white mage that they captured. Of course, we all know it's going to be Palin right mm-hmm. away. Or I, I guess I, I knew it was yeah. going to be Palin. Yeah, I knew it was right going to be Palin. They drag Palin up and he's Palin. And I he pales. He is. He is. He I is Tannis's kid. I always, Somebody has to cry. He's not Tannis's no. kid. Caramon's. No, Caramon's kid. kid. There was no crying. That's why. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, Tannis but so he's a man. Tannis's <laughs> kid would have weep. They have him go through the body. He has to go through the bodies. So he yep. goes through the bodies because they're going to actually give the dead knights of Salamnia. Um, they're going to a proper burial. Yeah, right. they're going to give them the honor that they deserve. And so right. Palin's going through naming everybody, and he fl- flips over the last two sheets, and well, there's Tannen and Sturm. Yep. Right. Yeah. And I, th- this was sad for me. This it was, was very sad. It was, it was a little abrupt. For, I, I figured it was going to be a fake out. I didn't oh, figure, yeah. I didn't figure I did that too. they'd actually be there. But what I appreciate. Oh, I knew as soon as they've dragged him in, I was or, like, oh, or, his, his, his or like, they're not, because it's Dragonlance and. People don't die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're gonna be like dragging them back on the sled back home, and then they're gonna be, and then they'll be like, "Hey, Palin, you ready?" And then they're gonna jump steal or something. Like it's gonna be something <laughs> dumb like that. Yeah. However, I do give again. I give Margaret and uh, Tracy credit here for something we've ragged on these books a lot about. Is a lot of times we end up with these parties that have way too many characters in them to keep oh, track of. They knew they had to cut people so out, so they, they, they it was well. a brutal way to cut somebody to, yeah. to cut these two characters was, out. But it again makes us realize that uh, with next generation, the focus really, the focus for the next generation right. on the good side really is going to right. be Palin. Right. Mm-hmm. And I love my time with these two, uh, but really, when you look at the overall of, of even second gen, those were the two that needed to go. Yeah, you know, they you had know. the least interesting yeah. going well, on. And it, it gives, they could have gone off to the Knights of Salamnia they're, they're, and never heard from again. They're we like wouldn't really almost care. the same character too. Yeah, right. Well, and it gives Palin it it gives Palin a little bit of, of a backstory here too. Instead of just being the right. just being the young white magician, the one young, white yeah. the young white magician. Right. You know now he's got white robed. White robed. Yeah. White robed. Uh, magician. Now he has some. You know, his brothers are dead. We have he has some, motivation. We have some motivation. Well, I think and that I'm, was the word I'm, I was trying to. I'm more impressed here with. I can tell you're, you're starting with Steel. I like how Steel reacts to. I mean, Steel is in a lot of ways very um, understanding of what Palin is going yeah. through at this time. Again, where we have this very kind of noble enemy in a lot of ways. Steel shows that the the Knights of Tachesis understand. That when death comes, especially with right. other people, there will be different emotions, things like that, and right. they want to honor their dead, however 
Yes. So Whichever, however the parties would like. I, I feel that sometimes an enemy that is bound by honor also is more threatening because in some ways yeah. you don't know when they might strike because you, you feel they're going to be honor bound or they're going to ca- conduct themselves in a certain way and then sometimes they can sideswipe you in and some if you well, And, and they, if you dishonor them, you might not know that you dishonored them. Until they will they take, do, yeah. Until all of a sudden they go, well, screw you and stab you through the gut. And, the, so, and and also we have the aspect here, too, of one of the problems that I have a lot of times when you have bad guys and you have bad guys who have armies. Yes. Why the hell is anybody following these people? Or your army is just full of cutthroats and brutes and like, yep. psychotic people. Yep. No, they're, they're, you actually feel the understanding from these Knights of Takesis why some of these people would join. Oh yeah, same yep. reason Which why is what you joined the empire. They wanted the structure. Well, I was gonna say that actually this feels very much as we're coming back here. This feels like the difference between Vader and the Emperor, and what we read about with Thrawn and and his kind of reemergence of the Empire back in the books last year. Right? Is that this feels very much more like Thrawn, more of a yes, a, a measured and an honorable way of yeah. conducting the Empire. They or don't. The army of they, they do classify themselves as evil, especially in this book, but. I think in the Star Wars book, they didn't consider themselves no. evil so much. They just thought, we need order. We're bringing we're order bringing to the order. universe. Yeah. Here, well, they they do classify them as, well, kind of They don't evil, necessarily evil. classify that they they worship a dark god. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. see, this goes back to what we've been talking about before is, so dark mages and white mages kind of coexisting and stuff. This is a weird universe where, yeah, you can say, I follow a dark god and I'm going to bring order to Kryn and to Kesis's wishes, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we roll into chapter two here. The cousins meet, real, realize yeah. they're cousins. Yeah. Right. Uh, oh yeah, your dad and my mom are brother and sister. Yeah. Uh, okay. Then we then we get Lilith. This. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kill him. Kill him. We yeah. kill Palin. Yeah. And she throughout the we, we this meet is up, where the real we evil do meet, we do meet up with her yeah. later too and she oh, yeah. she is just a in, in, <laughs> the, in the second she half nuts. in the second half we do meet up with her and she's, oh we met her before though. she's a, uh, she was in second gen year, yeah second gen that's when she held her her claw right underneath uh, the throat of steel and when they no no that was no, not no, Lilith no. that was not, not Lilith, Lilith. No, that was the high priestess that's the oh, high priestess the okay. high priestess and Lilith are two different Lilith is a is <coughs> the gray the, mage slept with Adam in the Garden of Eden before Eve right and then well and then before oh, wait, that's before a yeah. second gen am I in free speech jail about Adam and Eve. No. You're not in free speech jail. <laughs> I just, I just didn't, I just didn't have anything funny to come back from. But no, man. she's a, she's a night lord. She is one of the, she, she's the head of the gray, of the gray, the gray and wizard. And before order. that, she was the head of the black order. Yes. Yeah. So we met uh, her last summer. Oh, was she the head oh. of the black order? Yeah. I didn't okay. know that. She, yeah, and she, she just mushed up. No, me. she's had a vision, and part of yeah. her, and not, not part of her, the vision. She's just had another vision. Her own vision. Her right. own vision. Kill him. She's basically looked into the future and said that Palin's going to f*** this up for all of us. We need to kill him right now. At which, at, but. Well, now i got to edit sti- this. But still appeals. <laughs> still appeals. It still says, hey. I was going to say, he'll, he'll never. Let me, he'll never let me go see stop. if I can get a ransom for him. Because right. that's the honorable thing to do. Right. Plus, these are my cousins. Let, let's let them have a burial at home because I, I owe their dad and I owe Tannis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And Lilith doesn't want to let them go. She's no. like, no. No, you, no, Lilith is just, if you let them go, you've royally <laughs> us all over. Yeah. <laughs> There's another one. Yeah. There it goes. Uh, um, so it's, it's one of those where I like Lilith because she does add a lot of the 
darker side to the Knights of Tachesis mm-hmm. and just to that evil bat. It, well, and evil. I like Lilith because she's actually being smart here. She's like, if these two go off together, they'll just destroy each other. Yeah, more than likely. You know, I think. Okay, fine. They can go, but the ransom is the abyss has to be. I don't know, because I don't think she trusts Steel. And no, I, she still doesn't. Yeah, no, because he, el- he wears the elf Because he wears the elf bobble. Yeah. Yeah. And why would oh. you? You were following Tachesis. Why are you wearing the elf bobble? Yeah. <laughs> she calls it the elf bobble. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of like that, that there's these layers happening also with, yeah. the, with within this. Yeah, so finally norm. finally she relents, lets them go off on their mission. Um, no, I don't think she had a choice. She well, she a, didn't. She didn't because Ariokin. Yeah, Ariokin was like, yeah, they can go. Or or his, yeah. his talent hey, we'll leader. See, uh, we'll see if they can uh, open up uh, that uh, portal of the abyss. Yeah, that whole thing, huh? And I was trying to be all high-minded here by being like, uh, I'm interested to see if this Lilith uh, will have echoes of the Talmudic or Sumerian Lilith. No. Nope. I'm still waiting. So no. I'm halfway, halfway through the book. It's not no. back yet. So probably not. Okay, those two names do not bring, ring a bell. Lilith. Oh, come on. Lilith Fair and everything. It's all related back to the what I was saying about Lilith being the first person to sleep with Adam. Uh, okay. Yeah. Now it's coming back to me. We well, won't get into it. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it will come back. Mm. We'll see. Chapter three, yeah. the city of Palanthas. Hey, where, where do you guys think we're going to end up in chapter three? Let me plan. Perhaps the city Solace. of Palanthas. Solace. We're going Palanthas. to Solace, guys. Yeah. I got the. I think everybody's going to be a little tired from their weary search. <laughs> but it won't um, be fruitless. It won't be fruitless. <laughs> <laughs> so, jeez. Uh, uh, Usha enters the harbor. I actually like this. This is this harbor. beautifully written. Her, I, her yeah. entering the harbor. This is beautifully written here. You can see the harbor. Oh, you yeah. You can see her little rug, her little ragtag boat going underneath as, as like there's like the Minotaur that's like yelling at her and everything. And I, anytime I get some Minotaur action, I like it because I actually like Minotaurs. Well, hey, shut <laughs> she's, up. She's, Everybody has their thing they well, like. She's catcalled by Minotaurs. Well, yeah. It's like they, it's like she's going under like the Minotaurs that are on the boat, and they're like, "Hey, we we we're just getting into port too." Can I get into port with you? So, oh so what kind of chick would be into a minotaur? Maybe a minotaur chick. Are there chick uh, minotaurs? Well, if they're calling cat, calling Usha, they obviously think they can score with uh, like a kind of quasi. You really, you really think even the humans that cat call other humans think it's gonna work? I don't know. <laughs> I think they. I think they think it's like in all a my 50% years of construction. In all my years of construction and cat calling, it, it never, never worked, worked for you. Months. No. No, it no, it didn't work. <laughs> That's because you were out in the middle of nowhere, cat yeah. calling the cows, cat, cat calling like as a boat went across yeah. a lake. We're building a Bob's a just cabin. Con- Bob, <laughs> Bob's just confused. He's up. He's up on the scaffolding, going. Meow. Want me to bang your heart? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I I do I agree that this was a fun little time entering and then her walking around the city was well, fun too. and I love when she gets on the dock and like the dock master comes on and is like you can't park there yeah yeah <laughs> uh, what am I supposed you have to pay to park here what pay money what's, is what's what money what's money yeah. I need something worthwhile and he gives her like she gives him like this big ass ruby and he's like. You want me to wash it for you too? Yeah. Oh yeah! All of a sudden, he becomes way nicer when yeah. he's just, when all of a sudden. It's, oh well, there's like my four years of wages <laughs> yeah. right here. Yeah, you pretty Is much this you. money. I feel like it's like Smurfette just entering like the. What do you What do you mean? I got Smurf berries. <laughs> money is made. Just, just out of the mushroom dwelling commune. 
<laughs> As she walks into the fair, I do like I I do like the fish out of water here. It's a little overdone, I, but I, I don't do mind like it. it. I I like it. It's like fun. It. Walks into it's the fair. She's oh, everybody must be having dinner. So she grabs a loaf of bread and starts walking away. Oh, ma'am, <laughs> ma'am, ma'am, <laughs> must be a potluck. Yep. Yeah. Well, and then doesn't she grab an apple yep. or yep. something here? Because this apple is where, yeah, apple and bread. Because this is where I start seeing like, oh, is there something going to happen here where they're alluding to uh, Snow White or something like that? Because she she grabs a apple and then she she doesn't she faint and then when she wakes up she's surrounded. By I was her, going with the whole. People. I, I was I was going. <laughs> yeah. I was going with the whole Eve thing. Oh yeah, all Snow with the, White, yeah, the whole, with the apple. The, the whole the, this is this is her introduction. This is her apple of knowledge. Uh, Welcome to hell. So we've been with <laughs> we've been with Lilith, and Lilith is with Steel Adam first, and then we're gonna end up with okay, never mind. We'll go there. Okay, <laughs> don't ever say Steel Adam again. Uh, chapter four. I love your note here, Bob. Chapter four. Assault. Arrested. Tasselhoff is surprised. Thanks, chapter title. Spoiled <laughs> it that Tass is in hey, here. Hey, she got arrested in the last one, so she's going to be in jail. Hey, what's in jail? Kinder are in jail. Kinder in jail, yeah. Which I like that. Oh, I just wish it wouldn't have been spoiled in the chapter title. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they bring Usha to jail. She mentions Dalamar. I'm here to see. I'm here to see Dalamar. Oh yeah, bring up the bring up the guy everybody's afraid of. It is a dark wizard. Good idea. <laughs> it might work. It kind of works for her, doesn't it? It does a little bit. I mean, the pucker it... factor gets them going a little bit. It's like, eh, when it like when they truly begin to believe that it might that she might actually be there for Dalimar. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely a pucker factor. There's kind of a I yeah, don't like this. Yeah, oh, crap. Dal- we better we better fight. We better figure this out because we don't. Oh, Dalimar. If we don't actually check into this, Dalimar's and it turns out it's true. Dalimar's going to be pissed. Yeah, yeah. Dalimar's going to. You kill don't us. want that. No. Yeah. No, so she gets she gets thrown in, passes out. Talks that, with the kinder because that's that's up. that's what everybody does when the, that, that that's what everybody does. I feel is they pass out. No, no yeah, that's, that's just when she you're really drunk. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that's what a blonde-haired, yellow-eyed lady does when she's confronted with a prison. Yeah, a well, prison. And, she faints. And, and that, th- well, it's a it's a good time bump too. Yeah. <laughs> There were talks of how she used to cry to yes. get what she wanted. Yeah, so she's a little spoiled. Yeah, a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. So oh. The, the... And if you look at the painting of her on the cover on the backside, I mean, she's kind of like wearing these, like, um, I don't know, some sort of bubbly trousers. <laughs> what, MC Hammer. She's got MC Hammer pants. She's got parachute pants on. Yeah, she got she got them parachutes on. And very deep cleavage. Yeah, there's some very deep cleavage there. <laughs> So I do uh, examine that. A little I'm bit. not beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, she's got a squeeze box. She wears on a chest. Thelma <laughs> <laughs> comes home. He never gets no rest. <laughs> so she wakes up. <laughs> she wakes up and who? She wakes up and who's sitting there? It's old man Tasselhoff. Yay! Yep. Still hasn't lost his wanderlust. I did. I I have to admit, and I talked about this um, in second gen. On how much I really did like Old Man Caramon. Yes, I was kind of just annoyed by Old Man Tasselhoff. Yep. Because the whole rest because of the book. Tasselhoff, besides the arc that he's made in the first trilogy, doesn't have an arc anymore. It's like, well, you you need Tasselhoff to still be the kinder that's stealing things. So you need. They gave him a small arc where he kind of comes through and kind of has a little bit not kinderish feelings. But then. He's got to be sixty and still in jail stealing stuff. He's got to be sixty and he's yeah. 
<laughs> you know? Like, yeah, you look like this. Da, 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 Yeah. Like, by the time you're 60, you, this would be annoying. Like, yeah. <laughs> like imagine Tass around a fire with you. Tell, oh, man. But well, I, you know, I haven't, I, it's been 20 years and I haven't seen my husband. So I just really, I, I, I really need to go and do stuff and steal things. Yeah. yeah uh, and is it is it Tasselhoff that drops the word adulpated? Because I have never, <laughs> in all of my fantasy write, readings, read the word adulpated. I mean, I know, is it Twitter-pated is from Bambi. Yeah. And I've 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 heard of Adelpated, but I've never read it in the in an actual book. And I'm pretty sure this has to be Marge. Marge had to have dropped. That sounds like something Marge would do. Adelpated. I can't I can't see Tracy. But way to go. I I feel like everybody should, right now should take a shot for Adelpated. If it appears again in the book, we take another one. To Adelpated. To Adelpated. Oh wait. Double fists. <laughs> oh. There you go. <laughs> Well, and Bob, you mentioned the Snow White vibe that you were getting when she was in the in the uh, courtyard mm-hmm. at, at the fair. I think definitely in here, you do, definitely in here. She gets she has it. There was there was an apple earlier. She's yep. fallen asleep now. She wakes up surrounded by little people. Yeah, right. I, that's what I feel. <laughs> Luckily, nobody's kissing her. Little chunks of apple aren't falling from her mouth. Yeah. So we get to know. You know, Tasselhoff talks to her. Hey, you have eyes like this guy I used to know. You must be his daughter. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Solid yep. logic there, Tass. <laughs> yep. Okay. The golden eyes. I remember this. Yeah. Sounds but, like uh, Tass's logic. But he does point out yep. that she does not have the hourglass eyes. Yeah. She just has gold, gold. eyes. And True. this gets into a whole weird... If she is, Raceland's daughter just gets into a whole weird, like... How is that in your... Gen- Evidently, the eyes that he got after his test are now ingrained into his genetic code in order for him to transfer him to her. <laughs> I, mean, I I like that idea that the magic was so powerful it could do that. Yeah. Yes. No, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. But also, you know, Paul, you have glasses. Are you Clob's son? <laughs> hey, I do call him dad every once in a while when I'm well, trying to get him gold, to buy me dinner. Gold nice. eyes, that's that's a pretty strong, like, that's a definite genetic link yeah. when it's gold eyes. Yeah. Well, and that, the whole thing that I thought, too, was... You but men- they're wearing you the same glasses. <laughs> you mentioned the magic. I went back to the old 90s um, What If comics where there was a What If thing where um, Spider-Man got the Captain Mar- or the uh, Captain Universe powers and so he, and he ended up losing his other powers but he transferred the Captain America powers to his to his daughter ooh and I <laughs> went to when the outer so when she was born she came out with like this, these sparkly Captain Universe eyes that Whoa. were just creepy as shit and I went to when the old outer god Yogg-Sothoth was giving it to the old Lavinia Watley <laughs> creating solid, Wilbur Watley solid reference Bob <laughs> <laughs> Wilbur. How hey. Lovecraftian of you. Hey, uh, Halloween coming up. Yeah, Obviously nobody is. on this table has read that yet. No. Chap- <laughs> Chapter 5, The Sorceress. Mistress Jenna is surprised. Oh, my. Oh, my. So, yeah, Jenna. She shows up. She's her pissy self. <laughs> I she, like Mistress Jen. I honestly, like so Jen. do I. She's really good because we really she's, talked about her. She owns like a, a magic shop on the yep. outskirts of the city, uh, but she's the significant other of Dalimar. Ooh. And she's pretty cool. She's a red mage, right? Red, she's red, the head of the yeah. red mages. Yeah, head yep. of the red robes. So she, I really like her. There's something just kind of hot about Mistress Jenna. <laughs> oh, you know Dalimar wouldn't take somebody that wasn't. No, really yeah, yeah. No, and evidently she's into guys with holes in their chest. 
Yeah, 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 like oozing, never closing, oozing, five wounds in the chest. Are he's cool. all, is he always wearing a shirt when they're doing it? Yeah, he was. <laughs> Not probably. That or he to like have a bandage over it, because that'd just be weird. I feel like it's all a, of a sudden you're oozing It's on. a black satin shirt that's kind of got the puffy ruffle. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Well, I know what Bob's going to be uh, thinking about tonight. <laughs> it's, it's the black version. Call me Dalimar. It's, it's the black version of the Seinfeld shirt. Yes. It's the, <laughs> yeah, the puffy shirt, for sure. Um, chapter six. Yeah, so, yeah, so she just com- she comes in, gets Usha and Tasselhoff out of prison, takes him to her shop. Yeah. The That's Tower the of High it, yeah. the Tower of High Sorcery, a dinner party, Dalimar is unpleasantly what? surprised. <laughs> Those back to back? That's ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, but I like this magic shop. I, I love how Taz is just running around trying to grab everything. And doesn't she put, like, handcuffs on him? Like, kind of bamfs, like, ha- some sort of restraint well, on him? there's spells on everything so that the kids, yeah. like, Kender can't take them. Yeah. And so she, yeah. She, he keeps taking stuff, and then <coughs> it magically gets back up. It, it's magically back on the shelf. Keeps right. falling out of his pockets. But I think doesn't she binds his hands or something with some sort of magic spell eventually. She does something yeah, eventually something. just to stop him from doing that. Because I don't know if there's a spell on him. It, I think she has to be like, no. Right. No, right. no. But she makes this circle of salt and bamps into one of the towers, which, again, I think in this book, I don't think it's here yet, but there's some place where, again, they reference the pentagram, which they did in the last book as well. And I, I thought that was um, very different. I, I haven't read either Forgotten Realms or this where I've heard you know, the pentagram mm. being kind of freely well, that, used. Yeah, and that was so touchy it was with very the subject touchy. matter well, anyway. When yeah. was this book written again? I 90s, heard it was ni- 95, 95. Satanic Panic was before that stuff, though, really. Yeah, but so, I mean, we're talking Magic, the, Magic the Gathering, their yeah. first set in 92, 93. I mean, they had to, they changed the, the, the one sigil card or whatever that had mm. a pentagram on it. Oh, okay. Because of parent backlash. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so they well, ban- it's, it's the same company, though. You'd think they want to, like, distance themselves from that as much as but possible. But that's a visual medium and parents could walk by and see it yeah. laying on a table nobody's going to be chapter six in <laughs> and be like what they have a pentagram jimmy you are not reading this book <laughs> we are going to be burning this book it is not allowed in this household smack you yeah so they bamf in delamar's surprised <laughs> that's where Go it figure. comes from in the beginning of the chapter he's surprised when they bamf yeah, in i, I, hate these I feel like headings. this is almost like a sesame street episode <laughs> we're like he's surprised <laughs> were you surprised timmy Paul, tell me about a time you were surprised. Dalmar's surprised here. Dalmar's surprised? That's the name of the chapter. Well, when Uncle Dalmar <laughs> came credits. in my room once and he... Wait, I can't talk about that. Oh, uh, yeah, so immediately, well. immediately he's surprised, but he's still got dinner for four sitting on the table. Well, no, he, had to, he magicked that stuff up. I know. He, yeah. he did the... Because it was one of those where he was like, oh my gosh, Tass, you're annoying the crap out of me. Hey, uh, do you remember me? Yeah. Usha is annoying the crap out of him. He's like, here, eat this. Go to sleep, go to sleep, yeah. go to sleep, go to sleep. I love how Tass keeps coming up to people. <laughs> he does it like 9, 10, 15 times in the book where he comes up to people in the book. Hey, I'm Tass. I'm Tass off Birdfoot. I'm a hero of the lands. We met before 20 years ago. Do you remember me? <laughs> he says that like no. 12 yeah, all times the time. throughout the book. Yeah, he, true. 
He definitely doesn't want to live that down. Tass is the guy that is the guy from high school that still wears his Letterman jacket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 10, 15 years on. Well, then gonna... Jenna had put something in their wine, didn't she? Oh, yeah, 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 she drugs them because yeah. they just fall asleep, and then that gives her the opportunity with Dalimar to go through everything mm-hmm. and be like, okay, so what's going on with this golden-eyed woman who obviously is the son, or I mean the daughter of Rachel? Yeah, because doesn't a little private time with Big D. No, oh, yeah, she wants. She wants. Uh, she wants to hang out with Big I'm not interested in his chest. What's in those leather pants? I because hey, I think he hey. wears leather pants. Hey, now, oh, he now that we finished this discussion, now that we finished this discussion, do you? Uh, do you think we got a we got a couple minutes? So like is it wrong? <laughs> is it wrong though? Even though he's supposed to be kind of a dark, brooding character, I do see Dalimar as Brent Spiner. In, who's that? Yeah, who's that? Data. Data from hey. Star Oh, okay. <laughs> like, he just, that hair, that, like, Brent Spiner in a black puffy shirt and leather pants. I'm going to make that. Shark. That's going to be a thing. <laughs> some, some pointy elf ears. Little pointy elf ears. There yeah. is somebody out there that is just screaming at you right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All the Spiner femmes start going after Dalimar. Mm. And if you don't know what a Spiner femme is, go walk Trekkies. Ooh. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I was gonna it's, say I you have haven't no seen idea. Trekkies. No, no. Oh my god, it's it's old. It's from '88, yeah. something like that. It's when Star Trek: The Next Generation first came out, and then they go through kind of like all the fans okay. uh, and everything. There, was, Brent Spiner as Data had a whole following of women hmm. who called themselves Spiner Femmes and wanted him something awful. Well, he is anatomically correct. There you go. There is actually a woman in that who looks an awful lot like Margaret Weiss from the 80s talking about how she's in love with. So you should really go look this movie up. Okay, so Uh, anyway. Anyway. Tangent. Can talk? Hold on. I have to to interject here. Has Usha decided to say she is Raceland's daughter yet? No. No. Okay, people are just implying that she is. She's walking around with golden eyes. Yeah, yeah. Because she didn't didn't even know who Raceland was when Taz Taz brought it up to her in jail. Right. Yeah, so yeah. she, so like, she hasn't been oh, said anything. Oh, that Raceland. Where I'm from, it's such a common name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, chapter, chapter seven. seven. In of the Last Home, a meeting between old friends. I kind of liked this just because I. whenever we're in the In of the Last Home, I get good feels. But You, you just taste some of those spicy potatoes. I do, which we haven't done a lot of cooking. we got to do more cooking. we got to pull <laughs> out that cookbook. But I, there's some good conversation here between Tennis and Caramon. Um I don't know. This this goes over it goes over the stories from second gen. Mm-hmm. If you haven't read second, if you haven't if you haven't read the tales that were compacted for second gen, this gives you the like literally chapter that. seven. You could just skip over if you read second gen because that that is what this whole chapter is. Uh, we do, but we do get the we do get the the drought issue here. Yeah. This is yeah. oh yeah. yeah, which is kind of important. It's it's the hottest year on record, and so that's kind of plays a constant. There's a constant oppression of heat in yeah. this entire universe going on, which and is nice. I don't know if this comes from them breaking open chaos. Like, I, I had a little bit of an issue oh, with that. Interesting. Was, that's what I originally thought was, hey, the Grey Gem has been opened, and now all of a sudden the drought. But then again, the drought has yeah. been happening for a little while, right. so I always... I didn't know. I, th- I saw it as an unconnected portent of... The coming storm. I, you know, I a lot can, of times before, in a fantasy novel, before something awful, the invasion or whatever, yep. there's something with nature or the natural surroundings that's going on, 
maybe unrelated. You See, know. I because but of I the Wheel know. of Time. I think mine was the Wheel of Time. Okay. I don't think any of you guys have read that read that series. No, nope. I read it. I read the first couple of eons because it's later on in the books where, like, as it gets worse and worse, the drought happens. It gets it gets hotter right. and hotter. So I automatically, I think, took that and related it to chaos being opened. Okay, okay. So it was one. I really liked it. I, I yeah, liked I, the, I did too. I don't foreshadowing of the of the horror that will come. Correct. Correct. Um, we also learned that Dalmar is the head of a con uh, of the conclave since Justarius is dead after he led a bunch of mages after mm-hmm. a group of Ariakans wizards. Oh, yeah. Spell check really did a cool. number on those those yeah. notes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. with, this was when I was typing it up with the old computer that still had the bad key. Oh no. <laughs> so it would try spell to spell checks yelling at you. Just, you imagine, what are you doing? Imagine typing up notes, folks, with no letter A key. <laughs> You don't, really, you don't use the letter A that often. It's really easy. It's really easy. <laughs> Chapter really. 8, Dragon Flight, Dragon Council, Captor, and Captain. <laughs> whose idea? <laughs> but I just... Uh, but Steel and Palin carry the bodies of Sturm and Tannen on the back of this blue dragon flare. I, I like... What, what do you think they have conversations about? Oh, a lot of awkward silence. Yeah. For well, sure. Palin, Palin, like, passes out for most of it. Yeah. If I remember right, Palin's just like, oh, God, I can't do this. And just is gone. Palin's like, hey, 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 Sturm. He whispers sweet nothings Sturm, into Sturm's um, ear. So. Are, are we going a little fast? <laughs> Sturm or Steel? Steel. Yeah, Steel. steel. So if, Shoot. Sturm and Tannen so, are the bodies So Sturm, the if, if nothing sticks steel. to. Steel. 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 Steel, if nothing sticks to Teflon, <laughs> how does it stick to the pan? <laughs> I've got the perfect answer for it. <laughs> Magic. Oh, oh. There you go. Steel. Steel. Um, so what's up with the whole t- team? Okay, if you how don't many, shut up, I am going to kill you. <laughs> how many cups of sugar does it take to get to the moon? <laughs> what? And that is how. And that is how Palin died. Hey, when they got That's the great gym movie, I don't actually. Were those, were those guys when they got the great gym? Were they drinking Tang? <laughs> Oh my. Tang, by the way, great thing to drink during uh, half marathons. <laughs> Just like all the other sports What's up drinks. with the Oval Team? <laughs> the container's round. They should call it round team. So Thanks, again, we, again, we could, again, we could get into the, the discussion here about how big are the freaking dragons? No, we, we could. Because but we there's have a, four people on the have, backs of this we, one. we have a double saddle and two dead bodies on the And we've dragon. seen that little weenie dragon that's yeah. on the cover of second gen. Flair, <laughs> a Flair is a weenie dragon. Yeah. I feel like Flair is no weenie dragon. No, she, no. Flair's a badass. She will rip you to shreds. Oh just yeah, for kicks and giggles. Yeah, exactly. and they do do a they do do an interesting they portion do do. here too, where <laughs> they're not just gonna fly into Solace. Yeah, <laughs> uh, hey, that dark guy on the black on the blue dragon just flew in. Yeah, right. So they they land outside of town. We have this little drop here that Flair's yeah. gonna go hide in Zaxaroth. and yeah, I'll go hide in Zaxaroth. There's usually a couple of goblins and sheep wandering around over there. <laughs> I also really like they they show a little bit more emotion with the dragons here with oh, Flair personality. The, the yeah. character, and, their characters in this. yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the dragons. Yeah, they're have not just characters. mounts; they're characters. Flair talks back and forth. She has that relationship with Steel that right. is built and tested throughout the entire book. I really like. I really I, like I would that. Say that this is the first novel that I could say is a really good Dragon Crin novel. Yes. Yes. Not gonna say Lance yet, because 
Those have made say, an appearance. I will say there are <laughs> lances. There are lances. They're coming. There are lances coming? in this okay. book. So is this this is the first one I'll be able to officially there's, say a dragon lance novel? Well, there is more than there's, one lance there's, even. There, there's there's lances. There's Lance-i? dragon lances. There's Lance. dragon lances, and there's also like the, the, boot, the bootleg Amazon version that you can get. That. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wait, this, be, this will be the second book with lances. Wow, true. Chapter 9. I mean, they obviously used them in the uh, winter's night to yeah. kill the dragons in that awesome killing ground. I actually really enjoyed the land scenes that are co- that come up towards the end of the book. Yeah, yeah they, are, they are really good. Chapter 9. A warning. Elves take up arms. Tika takes up the skill. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by oh, the way... I, I bet she's cooking food for them. That's what that means. Can we no, talk about no, how she's she, staying you, in that remember kitchen? Remember way back when? Tika that was her better, first weapon yeah, was the skillet. Yeah. yeah. Tika better... Tika better stay in that kitchen. Can we talk about we how Skillet <laughs> has never, as a band, stayed to one genre of music? I mean, they started out sounding like Nirvana, and then they're like weird and electro. Yeah, I don't listen to Skillet. So yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to hit you with a Skillet here pretty soon. <laughs> Philip is killing me right now. He is, skillet has changed, He though. is stabbing a steak right now as he's trying to cook it. <laughs> Those Cutting it. Idiot. So, Talking about right. Skillet! Okay. So, Tannis falls asleep. Tannis had fallen asleep. Portheos is back, walk, back looking at his maps, mm. and he wakes up. Uh, all of a sudden, we have a runner come through the door because yep. the, el- the elves are using the end of the last home as like a little spy base. Because someone's having a baby. Yeah, someone's mm. having. Someone's got a baby. Yeah. The two, uh, the two outcasts. Uh, uh, ba- can you imagine being that guy coming in with that message to Portheos? Yep. Uh, boss, um, uh, sir, there's um, there's a dark night out there with a white mage, and they're coming this way with a couple bundles what do we do right and steel must be jacked because because yeah. he's got he's got the two dead bodies he's got Sturm and tan and tannin on litter on a litter that he's yep. dragging through they're the, landing the there's road. elven warriors surrounding him oh um, yeah this Steel is... steel's ready to rock he he's ready yep. to die right there yep actually it i really well, like the this. elves want to fight here as well oh, yeah. So yeah. That, yeah and that gets us into chapter 10 an excellent place for yep. an ambush <laughs> yeah. yeah i was weirded out by this one because it only has one title <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> There's only one statement here. Well, this is isn't this the exact same spot that uh, Tannis and uh, Of course yes, it is. They yeah. make a very big deal yeah, of it. They made that. a big deal of that. It's like I don't really care. I hate uh, to the say elves that. come up. Tannis shows up. Uh we have the whole Tannis realizes who's on the litter. <laughs> I don't why did I make this as a note? To be very honest, this is kind of a, a, a moment where you you know it's gonna be sad. This, well, this is a Caramon wanted moment. to come with them initially, and Tannis yeah, is like, like no, eh, no. If it is Palin and they're carrying bodies, I bet I know what this is. Yeah. Well, actually, a smart move by Tannin. Tannis. Tannis and Tannis Portheos. Not anywhere. Tannis and Portheos actually uh, ta- were talking in Elven the entire time. They didn't. Caramon has no idea other than they just know that somebody had to go elsewhere. But Tannis uh, sees Palin. And has this beautiful exchange, which oh, I would God. like to what? read what? Yes. right now. <clears throat> now that they were alone, Tannis turned to Palin. Tell me, son. Tell me what happened. <laughs> the kind voice, the familiar face, the thought of the tidings he bore were too much. Tears blurred Palin's vision. Choked off his voice. Courage, said Tannis, adding... Tears are nothing to be ashamed of, Palin. We know Tannis likes his tears. But there is a time for weeping. And this isn't it, believe me. 
I need to know what you are doing here, both of you, and I need to know now before we all end up looking like something out of your mother's sewing basket. <laughs> it's beautiful. Oh. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, now I see why that is written in your notes. Uh, yes. Oh, my god. You know, I feel like in some ways they might have come around to realizing... Uh, that Tannis is crying all the time. Oh, hey, our, main, our main hero guy is a crybaby. Yeah, because yeah, they literally, like... They make I, fun of I, I feel like they kind of, like that's put in there as kind of like a gag almost. Like, aha, we're going to talk about the appropriate... We're going to have Tannis talk about the appropriate Tannis. time to cry. But some people might take it serious where they're, they think they were being very serious about Tannis being... I don't know, I just... I can't. It's Tannis. Nothing with Tannis can I take serious at all. I agree. So yeah, we have the whole we have this whole idea of tennis crying. Talks about when to cry. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. Um, I actually uh, like though tennis here. He's pretty. He's pretty intelligent. He sizes up the enemy, and he's got a good conversation with Steel. Um, tennis is a little bit different uh, in this first half of the book for me. Uh, he he mm-hmm. has been. He's a little bit more level headed. Level headed. Yeah. He's got more tactics behind him than I'm I'm used to from Tannis. So he's a little <laughs> bit better in this book. I've thought so mm-hmm. far. We'll see where that goes. <laughs> he's, he's intelligent. You know, like they. You know, he's trying to keep. Um, uh, Portheos. Yes. He's trying to keep Portheos and his gang from just jumping the boys right, right away. Right. You know, it's. He's the hero we need. Yeah. <laughs> he's, actually, it, yeah. he's actually doing something right. Uh, and so, yeah, yeah, and here the ransom comes up again. The conclave must open the portal. Can we can we talk about this ransom? What are you guys feeling about this whole kind of... It's pretty weak on the side of the Dark Knights. The, uh, so, so let's just... The big picture here, right, is Palin is being held captive by Steel. Steel is uh, allowing Palin to return for, to bury his brothers. Mm-hmm. So Palin is going, or Steel is is flying into enemy territory, allowing Palin to do his thing. When everybody finds out what's going on, Palin's like, no, I'm going with Steel. I'm honor bound to him. We are going to go and try to get the wizards to open up the portal to the abyss. I've sworn to do this thing, right? Yep. Nah. What is your thoughts on all this? Because, okay, there's a realist in me that's going, wait a second. So Palin uh, is, is act, has been acting a lot throughout the other book as well, like Raceland. Raceland just about destroyed all of Kryn with his whole opening all the portal. All of creation. All of creation, opening the portal to Kisa's thing. Wait, we've got him just flying home to bury his brothers with one night of Tachesis and we're going to let him be honor bound to go back to try to open that portal like that that's like uh, we're working on the H-bomb um, and I'm honor bound to keep uh, you know keep working keep on working it. on it so uh, I'm coming back home I just came back here for this uh, finished sliding festival you got going on here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to eat some lutefisk, but this guy here, this uh, Werner von Braun or whatever his name is, he's going to take me back to Germany, and then I'm going to just help him kind of complete their bomb. So we might use it on you. I don't know. We don't know. (laughs) 
You know, I, I, I know where they're going. I find this entire this. setup, I have to like actually just turn off my mind with most of this because this is all absurd to me. Yeah. Mo- all of this is just absurd that you. It's just nepotism the novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to be honor bound and we're all honor bound to each other to like until we open the tequisas to freaking hell. I don't yeah. like it. Honor, just, I barely know her. Yeah, it's hey. <laughs> stupid. It, all of this is really poor and really stupid and yeah, weak why, to me. Why would the. Why, why, why would, would you good, do this? Why would the good guys care? Like, the, okay, the big thing sure. is, is, this is not real life. Uh, I, yeah, I That's agree. That's the key part. <laughs> is that, well, clearly, this, this is, is a, a fantasy this about is dragons fantasy and lands. Where lands. they have that honor, where they have that honor bound, and all those yeah. things. Well, That's I'm, why, I'm more on the. Is this just fantasy? I'm more on the side of why would the good guys go with this? I I agree because because the good, they know the they they already assume that he can't do it because. They, because Raceland sealed that power. It's freaking, he's he's pretty powerful. Well, still, okay, at this okay. Point. Minus that, even if he could, whatever. Like, I, I'm sorry, kid. Yeah, but you're not worth the destruction of everything. That, I, I agree, but again, the el- But you have to remember too that this is the elves. We haven't been to the conclave yeah, you, yet. We haven't done any of this. Well, is the, also, we're, this, this right well, here, yeah, right so now, is yeah. the But you also they have, have their Tika own problems. and Karamon there. They have their own problems to deal with. Like, and, and some of this is brought up. Like, is it Karamon or T? They don't want him to go. And there's yeah. a little bit of like, oh, I'm going to smack him with this pan. But <laughs> but it, it this to me, and I agree with you, Paul, this is fantasy. And sometimes you just got to let things go. But boy, to me, this is kind of the weakest part of this whole plot that's keeping things going. I, I wish they would have thought something better up than this. Yeah. Uh, I wish somebody would have been being held against their will in order to like leverage Palin. Maybe the brothers were taken captive. Something to leverage Palin to do this besides this weird honor bound thing. See, I, I feel like they knew. I know when Lilith finally relented to letting them go, she wanted to up that the bounty so yeah. much so that she knew the council would say no. Yeah, that's why I don't think Palin's e- Palin doesn't even go to the council. He says, "Screw the council." Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he knows right. the answer. Let's let's get there. Let's yeah. so get there. That's but that's what you guys are arguing about. Is like, yeah. well, it's stupid. Why would they go to the council? They're not going to. He he already knows he can't. Right. That's true. That is true. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's get through this. Chapter eleven: The Ooh. ransom, Raceland's room, <laughs> Palin's plan. <laughs> I like the alliteration. It, it, uh, most of them have been yeah. going with this three, which is why that one was such a shock. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we get to the end of last home. Um, of course, very choke up scene. Oh yeah, choke up scene is you know, you, hey, your kids are dead. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, there's no fun way of saying that. Yeah, I, I actually think this was pretty powerful. I, I really, I really liked all, all this, of this. This one hurt a little bit. This yeah, one hurt. I, I agree. It, you know, yeah. you're reading through it and you're like, oh. I really like this whole thing about Raceland's room kind of being a, a shrine that wizards who who pass through visit. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I like this whole part because yep. this is exactly how it would be. Yeah. Oh yeah, they they have made him basically into <clears throat> a god. Well, and and this whole idea too, of just you know, anybody who's ever been to like a religious shrine where people leave trinkets and people leave things. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I can't imagine what's initially in the boxes of stuff. Yeah. Because it talks about Aramon cleans it up every once in a while. Yeah. And just the boxes of magical items that are in, in the back storage room of the end of WMDs. the WMDs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought you were going to say WWF magazines. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, but yeah, yeah, w, WMDs. There's, you know, 
the, the, there's got to be. I, I kind of wanted it to go back here somehow on how like what they needed to save the world is actually in a box in the back of the, <laughs> right. the last something home. something that somebody just left for Raceland yes. to empower. That's, an, that's another book down the line. Yeah, there probably uh, is the, another the, book the, about the, it. The, the Ring of, uh, you know, the Ring of Solace or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. It's it's nice hearing how Raceland is still in the world. I guess I would say. They or care. remembered, remembered by the world, right? Yeah. Um, although th- that's all weird too. He just about destroyed it, but yeah, whatever. He they <laughs> have, they have the very end. quick memories. He yeah. saved, but he saved yeah. it at the end. That's yeah. all that counts. And I'm assuming they've been proselytizing this, right? Yes. Because oh, nobody yeah. would have known this except you know. It's kind of like, does anybody through. know that Vader turned at the end if Luke didn't no. go shouting it from the mountaintops? You know, I don't yeah. know. Um, Vader, yeah. Oh yeah, chapter um, chapter twelve. Because well, I don't want to go with my last statement. I was going to say, but we have a whole we, <laughs> we do have we have a, we have we have more with chapter eleven here. I think though, because okay. we need to bring up the beach battle, um, right? Because Palin tells his father how the brothers died. Yeah, and right. you know this is this is a some very good brotherly moments. I think is written very real and very oh, well. I agree. This is going to be Margaret. This is Margaret as yeah. it goes through yeah. here because this um, feels like Soul Forge. And we get to and this is where we find out Palin telling Steel, "I'm not going to Wayrith. We're not going to the Council." We're going to the we're going to the dark tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yes. gonna do. I don't need the I, I'm not gonna get the council's permission. We're not gonna go talk to the council. I'm just gonna go do it. And Steel doesn't like that. No, because oh. he wants the ransom. Yeah, <laughs> this is where it it even becomes even dumber. <laughs> like like yeah, we're not gonna even go to the gatekeepers on this one. We are literally going right to the abyssal portal. And we're gonna open this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I but he, Palin here too thinks that because he's got a little bit of that whole uh, thing that Raceland had with Fist and Daniel. Because Raceland keeps talking in his head Raceland a little keep, bit. Ra- Raceland keep, yeah, Raceland keeps yeah. talking in his head a little bit, and so he's gonna be like, "I'm gonna do it," and then we're gonna take. And Raceland's actually gonna help me win the day. This, yeah. so I think there's a little bit more um, of the fact that Palin wants to do this. Because he knows if he goes to the council, he's not going to get anywhere near this room. Right. If they go straight to the tower, there's a possibility he could get yeah, near the room. Right. And so I'm going to do this. My uncle will still be alive inside. Everything will, you know. Right. And we'll save the day together. And maybe I can be more comfortable in my head with this if I were to believe that, well, maybe the people of Kryn don't really know all that's happened in all of these wars. Mm. No. Right? Like they've been fighting no. all these wars and some magicians were in a tower somewhere doing stuff. And like it I, worked. And it worked. I, they say something about an abyss. Yeah. Maybe the end, the portal. I don't know. Like maybe when these guys, it's like a bunch of nerds just nerd speaking. And they're like, oh, you're going for a portal? Oh, okay. You know, like they don't, they, okay, whatever. Well, like and, maybe they don't know. And true, it's the 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 more, the, the everyday people of Kryn are just oblivious to this. Obli- yeah. They don't know anything about Magicians it. Magicians do stuff. And I don't know. Yeah, magicians do stuff. I got, I got this one nephew. He goes to that school over there. He's a little weird. He carries dead toads around. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> now, nowadays, if you carry around dead toads, you have to go and talk to somebody for a very yeah. long time. Sometimes lightning strikes the tower. We hear weird flashings. I don't know. So we get to chapter 12. Virgins go missing. It's okay. <laughs> You're sacrificing yeah. mice in They go to the tower door. to study. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So chapter 12 then? Chapter yeah. 12, Usha's claim... Delamar is not convinced. 
a startling discovery. Oh well, my! <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I like your I like your little drop here, Bob. Oh yeah, Dalimar questions Usha like it's a crime noir novel. Of all the towers <laughs> in all the world, you had to walk into mine. <laughs> 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 uh, true. Just the two eyes appear in the back. It's only temporarily yours. But this is where he got into the whole sleep thing. They put him to sleep. She um, walked in here like a tall glass of golden mead. <laughs> but yeah, but he's getting worried. He's like, wait, okay, if they split open this gray gem, boom, we, things could be bad. They, does, does he know about chaos? I don't know if he knows that chaos is released, but he's concerned about it. Yeah, because yeah, so, he's read the letter and like, oh, God, they're going to... Oh, yeah, no, this no, is not going to work. No, this is a dumb yeah. plan. So let's get off to the high, the Tower of High Sorcery. Boom. Wait, no, we have... Again. Ah! Yes, and we're going to get that. Oh, his spoon. And Tess steals a spoon in his sleep. Because it's going to play a part later on. It does. It, it plays a big part dumb later on. part, yeah. Okay, so he's got a spoon. So keep that in mind, folks. He's got a spoon. Chapter 13. Siege of Calaman. I love this. Uh, let's just talk, just very quickly. It's a siege of a city, and it's freaking epic. And it's a good mm-hmm. siege. They wrote it really well. It's not a horror thing yep. that they normally write well. It's just a battle. And remember, when we went through the first trilogy, this is one of the things I was always saying, man, you know what I'd really like? I'd like some viewpoints from people other than the main line, you know, that as this army was approaching, yep. you, it, it built this ominous presence. This is exactly what this does. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be here. We don't need to see this. But what it does is build uh, the suspense of this army constantly eroding the safety net that's been built up around Kryn. They're coming closer and closer. Uh, I, I really like this. Lots of dragons, I, magicians, and there's awesome. not even really a battle. No, no, you don't see it. You don't see. No, there's, there's, no, there is they, no battle. They surrender. Yeah. yeah, there's not. Hey, I tell you, did you roll up and go see this? See all these guys behind me? Yeah, okay. We we're don't want. We don't want to fight. We're, we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna win one way or the other. Yeah. yeah How many yeah. dead do you want? Well, that was nice because they it, they here's, just talked about the key. Yeah. <laughs> they talked about some of the defenses and just how quickly that. They were just destroyed. They were, the defenses were just immediately like, oh, hey, you're going to shoot this at us? Well, that's going to burn up now. Yep. Good luck. You know, yep. Or you send out your burning ships, we'll just go drag them away. We don't right. care. Yeah, and this is a yeah, and, and awesome look, making it look here and making this feel like a capable army. Yes. Yep. yes. It's not the draconians running around running into each other and, all the time. And knowing that Ancelon is not prepared. Or the, go- or the goblins, you know, having sex with corpses in the middle of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is a capable, disciplined army. Yep. Yeah. And I'm loving it. And it really makes you feel, it's like, oh, they could actually, after, after especially after this scene, it's like, oh, they could actually pull this off. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, chapter 14, our last. Honestly, uh, the wheel- 14 and 15 are, are very similar. You can kind of, yes. you can put them together, 14 yeah, and 15. Chapter 14, the wheel turns, the wheel stops. The wheel turns again. <laughs> Jeez. Chapter 15. Steel vows revenge. Palin hears a familiar voice. The journey to Palanthos. So they, they bury the brothers. Valen trees are planted. Oh, oh. Uh, it's all very good. Oh, it was, it was very good. good. It was sad. Very sad. Uh, when Steel comes up, that was a good moment, I thought. I thought so, too. Where he, he gave them the honor that Oh, and you felt deserve. the tension in the crowd, like, oh, he's going to screw up the funeral. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> because this is a little off-putting. I mean, in some ways, I mean... He, the guy that could he, have killed them. Yeah, he didn't die at their hands, I don't think, because no, Steel no. is not the person who killed them. But at the same time, I mean, he's from the other army. This is... 
This is quite something. But I liked it. Well, this, this is the <coughs> stories you hear about the guys from like World War II that would go give, back and they would like help help out the other side because they both kind of understood. Yes, yes, we're against each other when we're fighting, but when we're not fighting, we're both human, right? Yeah, you know the old story. The old stories about the, uh, you know, the American soul or the. Allied soldier and the Japanese soldier that have been stuck on an island. Right, right, right. One is actually sad when the other one dies right. and they're fighting. Right. And, and this definitely feels more akin of the, the you know, like the American soldier who who got something off the body of some sort of soldier in you know a Japanese soldier in World War II goes back forty years later to like mm-hmm. this feels more like what happens yeah. years after a battle. But I, I did like this. I thought this was, was pretty pretty yeah. good. And fifteen, that title tells you everything. Steel vows revenge. <laughs> And um, we do get to see, we do start to see here in chapter fifteen as we go along here what I've been waiting for and I, yeah. I I've been wanting okay Palin's brothers are dead yeah he need you know he's not the fit we 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 need a Caraman and Raceland thing going on here and that's where I yeah. wanted it to go yeah. yeah but we see this beginning of a cousin bond thing uh, between, yeah between Steelin and Palin and Steelin. I you guys have Steelin Steelin and Palin. their celebrity Cla- relationship name. Cobb yes. and Paul have already read through this, so you know, I'm, I know you probably know, but this is where I first start getting the hints of like that their relationship is going to be much different by the end of this yes. book Absolutely. than where yes. it's at right now because it, it's right starting now. Palin here. hates Steel, and I love this. I like Steel and Palin. I like this is a really mm-hmm. good relationship. Yeah. I didn't think going into it from second gen that Steel and Palin would be the two that I'd I'd really think. Hey, I really want to know what they're doing. Um, but I'm, I'm. I think they're about the, it's a, it's the greatest a, story in this book. So far. it's a better relationship than Caramon and Raceland. Other than it, with Caramon and Raceland, it's always like, well, he's my brother, and yeah, you know, right. it's, it's like, well, he's my brother. I have to. With yep, there has to be a reason here. And I will say, at this point, I'm okay. I, I didn't think. I wouldn't necessarily care what's going on with Tika and Caramon or yep. or Tannis. I'm okay. These old characters are actually feeling yeah. old, and I'm actually sitting here reading it, going, "So what is Palin and Steel doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, can we get back to Usha? Yeah, you know, like yeah. like I. Uh, so they they've done a good job of, of flipping who I want to hear about in mm-hmm. this book. Maybe because they're not giving the other characters anything good to do either. Well, hey, <laughs> hey, Tika's got her skillet. You better watch but, out. Yeah, me. I I do. Bemoan the fact that I wanted a little bit more from Tika. Fiery Tika. Everybody likes everybody likes a fiery Tika. I'd like to see a I'd like to see more of her. Yeah. Um, We know you would. (laughs) If your Tika's fiery, you might want to put some cream on that. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Uh I again we have more time with Flair too, which I really like. And I I really like the the more additions to the dragons being actual characters Uh, instead of just mounts. I agree. Chapter sixteen. The High Clarice Tower. An unwelcome message. Yeah. Messenger. Excuse me. An unwelcome messenger. Uh, Tannis is on a griffin. I always like this. Griffins are always nice. They they get the short shrift. I mean, they're always just kind of mentioned, but we don't get a lot about griffins. They're they're mentioned, and you know that griffins have to be asked to be ridden, and if they don't like you, they'll tell you to piss off. Yeah, but I never get any dialogue from a griffin. Have we heard any griffins talk in these books? No. No. Uh, No. no. Griffin, yeah, no. They're intelligent, but we haven't heard them talk. Or or do Uh any communication of any kind? We meet Thomas Thalgard, and this was an issue that we ha- we've had in other books. Yeah, when you're using fanciful names and then you throw a regular name in there, Mr. <laughs> Jenna, <laughs> Jenna, <coughs> Jenna, Jenna, Jenna. I agree. Tommy, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. you got Usha and Tasselhoff, Jenna. T- 
Tom, Thomas. I think I Tommy graduated with like five generals. <laughs> and I like Thomas. Thomas is, I mean, he's he's your standard military general. Yeah, yeah. He's like us. Just a tough general in his mid-40s. Oh, wait, we're not in our mid-40s <laughs> yet. But I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a general. Uh, I, I'm an admiral. No. Uh, hey, I'm you, gonna whatever you, when whatever you uniform you need to wear for, God, for Halloween is up to you. Uh, yeah, we, we get this whole, we get, uh, hey, um, dude, uh, Calumet has fallen, and they have mammoths. I like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what? Where the, the hell army, did this come from? The army they has elephants. They elephants? Brought, they brought big furry elephants. So is this from the barbarians? Is this the giants? It like, must the, be. They must have mammoths? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I feel like, why not? They're blue. And somewhere out they're there, Cersei Lannister is just pissed. <laughs> you told me there'd be elephants <laughs> standing in a high tower, just pissed. <laughs> I do. I again. I like this. This is this is. Pretty and again, it, it gives us it gives us that that epic yeah. feel. That yep. feel of okay, mm-hmm. we have peril. We have an army that's coming down on us. We have two kids that are going to go and try to open the gates to the abyss. And we have this chick who may or may not be magic, may or may not be somebody's daughter, may or may not be integral to the plot later. Right. Right. And you can tell this is. This book is the product of two authors who have written, yeah. you know, six other tril- or six other books together. Right. Yeah. At least. Yeah. At this point, it, it, all the mistakes that were made before, when it was just about just pumping out content and just about pumping out stuff that we can turn into adventures and stuff, it's not. Right. It's not here. It's not in this book. Right. And, and you know, any of the little problems I have with it, really, it's minimal at yeah. this point. I, I agree. Pretty minimal for me. Chapter 17 is actually one of my favorite chapters in this yeah. book. Eluding the patrols, an odd sort of fishwife. <laughs> one eye and w- one eye and a yellow eye. <laughs> uh, so Steele and pa- Palin are trying to sneak into the city. Well, that's, yeah, this is my fishwife. <laughs> Your fishwife? My fishwife. <laughs> I put the hook in her. What? I put the hook in her and everything else we just do for fun. Yep. Well, they're not super inventive yep. with the Minotaur. Like, I mean, we've got Steel and Palin who, who row onto this harbor, but this drunk Minotaur is like literally a stereotype pirate. Like, yeah. Like, if I were to ask you, be a pirate, Paul, what would you say? Hey, what are you doing? A vast, you scurvy dog. Is that legitimately what he said? Like, if somebody asked me to be a a, a drunk pirate at a party, you lubbers and a vast, you scurvy dog are the first things out of my mouth. That's exactly what he says. A vast, you scurvy dog. (laughs) I feel like a minotaur would just grunt at you. If it it was truly pissed at you, it would just be like, I'm... I feel like you would do some sort of play on, like, something from the universe, you know, instead of Mm -hmm. a vast, you scurvy dogs, a vast, you... and the Something. part that I love about this is this part about Palin's get like, well, how are we going to get into the city? Oh, we have spies everywhere. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. And then we meet Catherine, the fishmonger's hey. wife. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I like Catherine. And we find out she's a spy. She's, she's, a, she's, yeah, a, she's yeah, a warrior. Yeah, she's, she's a warrior. She's, she, she's been in town hiding as a fishwife. Right. And right. she sneaks him into the city. Oh, that kind of fishwife, man. That's not what I was hoping for. Well, well but, she's oh, but she was a mermaid or what? Yep. She's led, <laughs> the elf. She's led there by this half. gully dwarf, though. We oh. have gully dwarves. Your garbage fraggles making another appearance. Hey, got to have the garbage fraggles somewhere, man. <sighs> so leading them around. His yeah. name's Alf. Yeah, he's a garbage fraggle. They don't eat cats. He's, he's, a, eats, he's, he's a gully dwarf. Everything. He'll eat whatever he can. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, um, yeah. So and we and then we see this crow and this I, this, this crow idea is so cool because Palin keeps noticing this crow following them. Yeah, I like it because it's a familiar, mm-hmm. right? That's the I don't. Is it ever said in the book that it's a familiar? Because I just wrote in my notes that Catherine has a familiar. It never says it's, it's a familiar. No, but I just took it as being a familiar. It's yeah. got to be. Yeah. But like the fact that it can cast a spell through it, things like that. Mm-hmm. That's right. it. familiar. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah. And it's weird, this weird yellow-eyed crow. That's How creepy is this thing? Very creepy. And so they get they go through the secret tunnels, and they get to the end of the secret tunnels, and they walk into an alley. Yep. Out into the streets of town. Yeah, and they pop right out, and... Uh, all of a sudden, Palin goes, wow, that was kind of it. And the bird bites him, and he goes, how did we get here? Yeah, <laughs> really? yeah right. Guys, where are we? Temporary modification of the memory. I'm like, it's a wow, beautiful thing. That is a cool spell. But then Can you we're... do that, Luke? Spoilers. Okay. <laughs> how would you know? <laughs> <laughs> chapter 18, though. I like this chapter. But Temple it... of Life. <laughs> Grove of Death. But it pres- <laughs> It's <Sorry>. metal. But... <laughs> It presents more questions than than answers because we get Chrysania's back. She's awesome. She's looking sexy, and she has this giant white tiger, tiger, which is cool. But it it makes me kind of want her around. I know. That's like really cool. Usually is. Yeah. Normally you're like because she's blind. That's that's a seeing eye tiger. Yeah. (laughs) She's got one of those yokes that she's holding on to. (laughs) Which we find out a bunch about later. um, Oh, oh, there's more of Chrysanthemum. There is more of Chrysanthemum. Good, because I was wanting more of Chrysanthemum. Although the trouble is, I'm only seeing the. Who's the person in the 90s that painted all of those just like tigers, white tigers laying around in star fields? (laughs) On a van? No. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You know, know, she's just. There's this, this moon and there's this tiger. But there's this chick with this big laser gun. Like but I'm not just, kidding! Like, she's just protecting no, him. You know, know what I'm yeah, saying? I think I, I, I think I know what you're talking about. I think Temple of Life and Grove of Death, though, sound like they should be two bands on a metal poster. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys like Temple of Life? No. Oh, man, Grove I like Death, Grove man. of Death, man. They're so Wait, much darker. They're dark. Dark. Yeah. <laughs> Temple of Life is just too, like, happy. That's a hell of a mosh pit at the Grove of Life. <laughs> at the Grove of Death show. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody bring out your knives. Everybody have your knives. Those are just more spin-off bands with Garth Brooks and Chris Gaines. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk wow, about Wow, is that a deep reference? Sorry. Can you tell <laughs> I I'm I'm impressed. I'm actually really proud of you that you brought that up. I remember I, I had a I had a manager at a restaurant I worked at that called me Chris Gaines. Chris I, can, I see it. I, I see it. it. I can yeah, see it. Back in my it. dark hair, long, yep, dark yep. hair days. I, yeah. can see I remember watching Good Morning America when Garth Brooks first did the Chris Gaines thing and it was so off-putting to me. <laughs> it was just weird. It was so weird because I'm like, I, I listened to Garth Brooks and I was like, this is Chris, no, this is Chris But Gaines. he was not breaking that wall. No. Like, I am Chris Gaines. I'm like, this is real douchey. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't get any of this. <laughs> Paul, for a little bit, Garth Brooks pretended he was somebody else. I was called Chris rock. Gaines. We played rock music. I had music. no Gar- idea. I was just going to Gar- go along Gar- with Garth- it and uh, let he, the bit he go. He kind of sounded like, what's the, what's the uh, stay with me. But I don't really oh, understand oh. why. Chris Gaines and Chris, yeah, and Chris so, Gaines. So why do people him. do this? Though? We've already got that, like, Dave Wolverton is actually David Farland. Uh, the other author, and Stephen King also oh, calls yes. himself Richard Bachman. Okay, authors, I can see doing it because there's not really a face to it, but you're a musician. Yeah, but Stephen King goes under the pseudonym Richard Bachman and writes pretty much the same stuff he did as Stephen King. <laughs> okay, actually he, was Richard, actually, he was Richard Bachman first. Oh, well, that's true. If you're doing something well, different. Well, I could see it. If I was 
writing something I didn't want people to connect to me, like I'm going to write some smutty Fifty Shades of Grey, then it, then <laughs> I would change my Fair name. Have but you, have, you, so have, have you actually read it? I've yeah, but that was under Stephen King. Yeah, the weird orgy. That is weird. There's a child orgy. That is not okay. What? Yeah, there's a child it. orgy in it. If the, you the, can actually the, plow to through the twelve hundred pages the book, that that book the is, the book it okay, the nope. book it kind of sucks. It's, I'm going to be honest. Uh, Stephen King, let's be honest, gets a little long in the tooth. Like yep. He's got some really good ideas, but he likes to describe everything. And... Why don't we save it for the spooktacular? Hey, spooktacular. Let's talk about Bachman and King. All right, so. Well, you listen to Bachman Turner Overdrive? <laughs> you know what we need to do? I love that bit you do. That's so funny. You know what we need to do right now? What? We need to take care of some business. <laughs> Every day. Hey. Let's go. <laughs> Taking care of business every day. Um, so she sees, and we get we get her mystical powers here because she knows who Steel and Palin are yeah. right away. So she, she does like the, the I'm going to listen to your heart kind of thing yeah. and talks about how there's these two warring sides. Two, right? Two who are you going to Two competing sides. Mom is, is close to the heart, dad close to the soul. I actually really like that. Ooh, I thought it was pretty, I, like po- it. I, I was really pointing really and I liked it. Yeah. Here, here's a necklace, kid. <laughs> she gives Palin a necklace. The Shoiken Grove Talisman. Yep. Which, Although, again, name for a band. If we are ever a band, we're going to be called Shoiken Grove. Grove. Shoiken well, Grove. Well, we, we are that band without a name, so yeah. that'll be... Uh, that is, that's that's what we'll call ourselves. That we'll so we're Shoiken Grove Talisman. <laughs> Shoiken Grove. No, Talisman is the name of our first album. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so they the Grove. So, Shoiken Grove, they got a talisman. She's walking, she's talking, she's uh, telling them all about it. We enter the Grove. We did it as our intro. We bum, did it bum, as our bum, bum, bum. Chapter 19. Taz is bored. <laughs> Conversation with the Spectre. Powerful Kinder Magic. Hey, the spoon's coming back. <laughs> yep. Here's the spoon. We got a turning okay. spoon. So Taz and Usha decide that they're going to leave because, right, they wake up from being poisoned and all that, or, or drugged. Yeah. Right? They were roofied. Yeah. But, okay, so where does Taz get the idea that this spoon is magical? Because he just stole it. Because <laughs> he's but he was in his sleep. senile. Okay. <laughs> it was in his sleep. Okay, so maybe it was... Uh, he doesn't remember dream? stealing it. Okay. He just found it and went, oh, yeah, this must be the kinder t- spoon of turning I got yeah, from I got my own... I got Uncle Trapspringer. And I loved I love the whole Uncle Tra- Trapspringer bit. There's a whole book we need to and read. And the fact that every kinder, has, every kinder evidently is related because they all have that Uncle Trapspringer. Yeah. We need to read this book because he's it's a the prolific same, little fellow. It's, it's the same dude. Yep. He got around while his brother did. Yeah. So they open <laughs> up the door. Around, around, around. So they open up the door, and there's one of those. I'm there's one of our one of our eyeless guards, sta- or excuse me, our only eye guards. Yeah, the, the floating there. eyes guy. Is it the whole eye? Is it just like a little eye? Or I think it, it's two does eyes. It's got like the tail of the of the nerves going back into the brain. Like no, it's I that's think a it's sperm. I, I've always seen <laughs> it as a, glowing eyes. Yeah, <laughs> that's a sperm. There are two, well, two sperm. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, my sperm are connected to my brain. So. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so they get out of there. That's uh, not they, how that works. They go running. They go running out of the tower because the the specter had to bo- had to boof off somewhere because something else happened. Yeah, right. People were coming through the grove. Yeah, people were coming through the grove. They get out of the tower. They go running down. Uh, they. Then they come running down. They re- meet a red mage who's there studying. Yeah, yeah, right. Boy, hey, guys, red can go anywhere. They can either go, you know, they can go to the white. They can go to the. So who are you? Who are you? I'm the new girl. 
Oh, hello. Again, she's yeah. wearing MC Hammer pants. You know what? She she kind of looks like um, crap. I'm so bad with names. What is the name of the 2000 artist? Genie in a Bottle. Christina Aguilera? She looks like Christina Aguilera. Thank you. I'm into it. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, yeah she's she, yeah, she's Christina Aguilera. Okay, uh, yeah. Before she's on The Voice. <laughs> Before she's there you on go. The Voice. Yeah, 2000s Christina Aguilera. 2000s Christina Aguilera. So chapter 20. These people don't chapter know Chapter well. 20. Okay, chapter 20. White robes. Black armor. All man. <laughs> <laughs> Old Spice has a scent for you. Yeah. <laughs> Old Spice white robes for daytime. And when you're ready to hit it with your boys at the bar, black armor. She's a white robes in the streets, black armor in the sheets. <laughs> I, I kind of know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Old Spice, not a sponsor. <laughs> but I'm wearing it. I'm a Fiji kind of guy. Steal and pale and fight through the grove. That's too much information. No, we not know, a sponsor. We, we already know way too much about. Oh, you know, this is nothing. The grove is awesome. They the always do awesome. the grove. It's dark. It's, always it's cool. Awesome. There's the whispering voices. Yep. Yeah. Hands coming. Hands coming out of the ground. But all you have to do is say Majer, Majer, and they yeah. all go away. You guys know my uncle. I'm Majer, and then they just kind of go away. <laughs> at which point they open the door and Tasselhoff comes barreling out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, chapter 21, the gate opens. Natari's Garden. The way is prepared. New Atari, excuse me. New Atari. Feel be, New Atari is another great band name. I think for New Atari's all, Garden. All-girl all punk band. No, yeah. All-girl punk that, band. That's an Old Spice scent. New Atari's gar- New Garden. Atari. Atari. They have like some sort of like nope. chalice symbol. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody can see what you're doing, and it's a good thing. <laughs> Hold on, let's let's take a picture of that and post that one to the video. No, no. <laughs> New Atari's no. garden. So the four of them stand outside the tower for a while and then decide to go back in. That was yeah. a that was a song. Hey, we what? just escaped. You wanna go back in? Okay. By Guns and Roses on on their Civil War. <laughs> what are you talking about? New Atari about? Garden. <laughs> we missed the first half of this. Sorry. Bob and we I were talking about the books. Um, we this kind gets of weird. Were. This gets weird for me for a while now. The whole oh, it just gets the weird whole, now. The whole Palin and Usha thing. <laughs> well, Palin and Usha just met. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And 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 uh, I, I, I understand. There's heat. I understand we're in a, fa- a, a I understand lot. we're in a fantasy world, but uh, that's uh, maybe she was like his second cousin. This is a little Luke and Leia circa. Yeah, yes, I will, I will is, say yes. though, he thinks she's attractive before he knows they're cousins, mm-hmm. and then he does stop. Right. Thankfully. No, he still thinks she, he's still in love with her. Yeah. He, you know, well, he always goes, I wish impressions she was are hard to shake. Luke and I Leia, wish she was my cousin. It's going to happen. And she digs him. Yeah. Which part of me is going, okay, maybe. But, because I keep thinking of him in my head as, I keep thinking of him in my head as the mage from Dungeons and Dragons, the cartoon show. What? <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons had a cartoon show. Yeah. You've never seen it? You, I've got the whole DVD set. I'll you, give it to you. You don't know this? <laughs> and you oh can torture God. yourself by watching it. <laughs> I yeah, love uh, that. I had a feeling it, it probably doesn't hold up. Yeah. Not, probably not sucks. Really. There's a reason there's one season. Uh, 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 but it's, it's but epic. This is, I love Dungeons and Dragons, the cartoon show. They got a new Dungeons and Dragons ride. 
What? Right? Yes, they do. They get there through a Dungeons and Dragons ride at a I fair. Will, I will oh, watch. No, I'm already yeah. out. I will watch when Critical Role comes out with their animated thing. I will watch They're going to do an animated show. Yeah. That is a crappy picture, but that is the mage from Dungeons and Dragons. He's just this nerdy little guy. No. Come on, that is like what every mage playing Dungeons and Dragons looked like in 1980. Yep. Okay, I was going to say, yes. I don't look like that. Yeah. Well, that's how Thorm imagines your guy. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> but no, I but will melt you from the inside. I have out. to it's go back. Fine. I have to go back now, though. I have to go back and reset my head at times throughout this novel. He, yeah, he looks like the brothers. He looks like he looks like mm. Caramon and Raceland. He's he's not frail. He's not small. But I have to keep rebooting yep. myself with that, especially but, now that Usha's like, oh, look at him. But this U- is Usha's all about him. Whereas I think. If you're walking into a bar and you're the nerdy mage and you have the and you have Steel the knight standing next to you, the chick isn't going to talk to the nerdy mage. No, no, no. But hey, see, everybody's got their own thing. I totally disagree. This is Luke Leon Han, exactly what we just said. I yeah. mean, for crying out loud, he's the white robe. He's practically wearing the little shorty white robe. Anyway, <laughs> that Luke is in. They they're running up through the garden, right? Yeah. Uh, through Shoiken Grove, he's got on the shorty thing, and Han is there. That's what everybody else was saying. It's like, why is Leia going for Luke? When Han Solo is so much cooler, and he's just the dark Han Solo standing I'm, there, she's gonna come around. Does that make Tasselhoff chewy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Aren't you a little short? R2D2. Is that why? Aren't you a little short for a white white robe wizard? <laughs> is that why we can't? Is that why we can't understand anything that Chewie says in the in, in our world? Is because he's speaking Kender? That true. <laughs> Look, Steel has the Millennium Falcon. I mean, it's a blue dragon, but it's well, <laughs> you okay? Yeah. yeah. Boy. Um, I'll get I'll get her out on Flair. Palin, <laughs> Palin's hopelessly in love. All right, moving right along here. Chapter 22. Footloose Sus- fancy free. Sus- <laughs> Suspicions. Introspection. Raceland's laboratory. I bet you we'll end up in Raceland's laboratory. No way. Oh, I'm, you in Raceland's laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now- uh, this is, again, one of those things that if you haven't read any of the trilogies... It's giving you all the backstory. Yep. The whole, like, this is what Raceland did, blah, 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 blah. If you have read the trilogies... You can skip it. You skim it a lot. <laughs> that's what I did. Mm-hmm. I just kind of was like, oh, he sees everything, all right. And the spectators just let him by. I don't know why. What Does anybody know why? because Raceland told them to. Raceland told them to. And the cool part, though, is they don't let Steel buy they they yeah. have that little bit of a well screw you you're not coming in yeah because a door slams in his yeah. face well, and he's yeah, trapped on the other the side reason, but the reason it slams in his face is he hesitates yeah yeah he has true he would have made it because he beats himself up for the rest of the book about hesitating mm-hmm. when yeah. when Palin when and of course Tass goes running in Palin goes in after Tass and Steel hesitates a moment and in that moment of hesitation is when the door so I think Steel could have gone moment, through right. if he didn't right. hesitate and I my notes are screwed up I didn't go back and correct it Usha gets through I think I have Usha and Steel's on the other side but Usha gets through right? no nope. no, nope. no 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 Usha oh. does not no oh. she's stuck back there with Steel she, too she hits the wall and cries yeah her and, her and Steel <laughs> her and Steel hang out for a little while and then Steel eventually just goes well this I'm out wow <laughs> right. sorry I think that's the first one you'll have to edit from me yeah uh, I actually <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah. So Palin goes in, and I do. I really want. I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going yeah. on? And then we flash over to Dalimar. A lot of flash. Dalimar shows yeah. back up, and I'm like, no, I want to be in the uh, laboratory. I agree. But I like what they're doing here. Yeah. Not, it's creating a lot of tension. It is creating a lot of tension. Like so chapter that. 23, Dalimar returns a massage. Oh, I'm sorry, a message. <laughs> uh, Usha's magic. Steel tries to break <laughs> through the door, but the floating eyes. 
stop him. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, I, I, didn't, I couldn't take those eyes very seriously until I actually have seen them like murder somebody. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They're just not last tr- last trilogy. Didn't the yeah. the shadows were like screwing people up left and right? Okay, yeah. that I would take serious. But if, I mean, if I'm just seeing floating eyes, my in my yeah. image when I just see floating eyes by themselves, I don't imagine anything creepy. Well, a Delmar, but I could see eye. magicians knowing what they're gonna do. But like a warrior, you you'd feel like a warrior like steel would test these eyes. Yeah, to be like, be okay, like your floating eyes. What are you gonna do? Are you just a, <laughs> are you just an illusion to screw with me? What are you doing? Like, yeah. You know, I feel maybe like he maybe there's some zapped or maybe there's some. Specter fear, like dragon fear. Oh yeah, maybe there is specter fear. Um, Dalimar berates the specter. He's like, "Why'd you let him in? You weren't. Sp- I told you not to le- let anybody in. Your orders were overwritten by the master. I am the master. No, you know no, you're, you're not. not. <laughs> orders are coming from within the abyss. Yeah. What's happening? Oh, Dalimar takes Steel to the chamber of seeing in the basement. We go down yeah. to this wicked place. Oh, that again. place is awful. That, I love that place. That, that place is terrifying. Ooh, the painting of it is awesome. We get a little Usha. Usha and Jenna is Usha's. <laughs> But, but but I really liked him. You've been together for 15 yeah, minutes yeah. while you climbed the stairs. <laughs> those 15 minutes on those stairs That can bond a person. Yeah. 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 You know when you're in I've been tro- bonded in 15 together. minutes. Yeah. Struggle. Hey, that last time you were in prison doesn't count, Club. <laughs> <laughs> and she no. takes... So, Usha does magic. Yeah. yeah. She takes a vial out of her out of her stuff that she got from the Irda because <coughs> she got a bunch of parting gifts from the Irda. Right. And this is one of her, one of the, like, I don't know how many spells she's got in here, but this is, didn't he kind of tell her, like, use this kind of? Well, she had to remember because she, 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 yeah. she was trying, she was blowing everybody off and when they were giving her the gifts because she right. was pissed off that she was being sent away. Yeah, she does know roughly what these do. She just yeah. it's just kind of stuck back there. Yeah, you she just kind of have to listen. She had to actually like go back and remember. Yeah, yeah. turns out listening is important. But she mm-hmm. sniffs it, turns to smoke. Smoke. Goff. She goes. Chapter twenty four. The chamber of seeing. Oh, I love the chamber of seeing. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah, it's dark. It's scary. There's monsters all around. Yeah. So steel has like a quarter. Puts it in the chamber. Dials up. <laughs> quickly dials. Quickly dials. Collect. Collect. Talks to the they, commander. The, the, I'm in trouble. Video. I need help. The monsters <laughs> had a name. Um. The monster has a the, name. The monsters uh, had a name. The all the thing, yeah, they were the failed experiments. Yeah, yeah, all the things. Yeah, they had names, though. The Unseen? For some reason, that, that shows up in my mind, but I don't think it's right. Um, sure. But this is kind of awful because, right, This is these are creations of Raceland's, right? Yeah, yeah. that he It wasn't failed. just his. It was a few others as well. well yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like Raceland and Fisty and, and, and stuff. But, I mean, this, again, makes them very evil. I mean, yeah. this is awful. These are sentient creatures that, that are doomed and tor- being tortured all the time. Uh, they they are despicable in a lot of ways, Raceland and, the, of course, well, Fisty. And this is like, and every time we go down here and these creatures, these are like, these are like when you go into the room of the failed clones. <laughs> yes. You know? Yes, this is uh, Alien Four when Ripley sees her weird failed clone Ooh, self. Oh yeah! Boy, what an awful movie reference though. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen it. So yeah, it's don't. Of, hey, I wasn't planning. So Steel finds out from his commander that hey, you uh, you lost your prisoner, so you're going to be put to death in his place. Right. Um, but we need you to get back here because we're about to attack the High Clarice Tower. Yeah, which I'm all game for. Yep. Let's go. And Steel, being Steel, goes. Absolutely, I accept my fate. I'm going to come back. I will do whatever, yada, yada, yada. I'll probably die. Maybe yeah. I can die in honor of battle versus just getting Execution. executed. Right. Yeah. Chapter 25, the well-dressed dwarf, <laughs> double or nothing. Every girl's crazy about a well-dressed dwarf. <laughs> Jeez. So, again, should we... You don't listen to ZZ Dwarf? <laughs> 
They do kind of look like dwarves. <laughs> they do. Just tall ones. Well, that should happen too. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. You're always, getting all I, sorts of ideas. I'll though. never remember. Them, so somebody let well, me know. I do always love you'll the fact that you'll be the one that editing. You can just listen true. to it and as you go. I do. I, I do always love the fact that the drummer for ZZ Top's last name is Beard. <laughs> and is the only one without a beard. <laughs> I think that's an ironic. Thing oh yeah, that they purposely yeah. are doing. So maybe, maybe we're with beard Usha. Grow beard. We're with Usha. She coagulates back together. <laughs> yeah, she's oh. in the city. She's in the streets of the city and runs into Dugan Red Hammer. Red Hammer, which we know from second we gen. We all know Dugan. And she's like, I don't have a job. <laughs> I'll give you a job, lassie. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we go through this whole thing where Dugan. Dugan makes a bet with a guy to, to get some food, and yeah. but he uses a two-headed coin and food, he gets caught. Not fraud. So it, t- it took me a while to find. They're called the live ones. The live. The ones. live yes. ones. Yes, because yeah. there's undoubtedly dead ones. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So they're going on. He says, "Hey, I know where I'll take. I know where I can take you, and where he takes her is weird." Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Chapter twenty-six. The laboratory. <laughs> Tesselhoff <laughs> takes the initiative, among other things. <laughs> So it's dark in here. It's jet black in the lab. Tass so off bubbling around. around touches Tass stuff. Does, Tass is doing what he does. He just grabs everything. Things go into pockets. No. Things fall out of pockets. And, and then he finally pull. Then he finally pulls the cord. He, find, he finds the curtain that's over the portal. He pulls like, the curtain and the portal's open. It is kind of funny because every single time I've read this trilogy, any of the trilogies, when we get to the portal and there's this this little rope that you pull to reveal it, I literally just see it as one of those. Golden cord of the little tassel. Yes, yep. <laughs> yes, yes. I just see it all the time. Tasselhoff is pulling. The yeah, tassel's pulling the little tassel. Like, what's this do? Oh, and I, I see blue velvet curtains that fall. Oh, I don't know. Red. red. Is it red? I was going with dark black. I, see I, blue. Always, I don't know why. Well, blue. actually, if you go and you look at the uh, the painting that Larry Elmore did. Um, actually, I don't know if it's Elmore. It's uh, you used it in the video of Raceland's end. Oh, I know. No, that's the new where they're on the steps, like Crisania yeah. and stuff Chrisania are, on the, are outside Caramon. of it. No, there's one of the new artists, and I don't oh. know. I I'd have to look. I don't yeah. know. Okay, they just red, contract out those curtains. guys nowadays. Chapter twenty-seven. Yeah. They're the also th- doing magic cards on the side. Yes, <laughs> all those guys. Chapter twenty-seven. The Thieves Guild New Apprentice. Last chapter we're going through here. Uh, Hold on. For twenty-six, is this where we find out is the portal active or not? It's not, I think. Is or that, is this is where we find out that it is completely Because inactive. isn't it until Tannen d- or a Palin t- grabs the staff? Or I'm thinking to second gen when he grabs the staff and it lights yeah, up. Yeah, that, that's second gen. Yeah, that, second gen. He, he opened the curtain. The, pay, the It's open. Yeah, the yeah. portal is just open. It's just inactive. It's just there's nothing like there's no craziness. It's just there. It's just making that portal noise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dugan takes Usha to join the Thieves Guild. We talk to a gully dwarf at the door. Yay! Yay for Fraggles. Yeah, garbage Fraggles. Garbage Fraggles are always fun. (laughs) The head of the guild is Lynch Joffrey. I like this. They failed at lynching him. He got his name that way. I like that. And that's not uncommon. That's a true thing. You could could fail. There's lots of people who were failed at hanging. Hanging's supposed to uh, take, like, what? A couple seconds? Well, they drop you to break your neck. Yeah. (laughs) So that's if you're uh, good at it. If you're good at it. If you're bad, then... If you you just get turned off a horse or something, then it could be a long time. It's no fun. Yeah. I do like this adds a little bit more character to the cities. You know, we haven't really talked too much about the Thieves Guild. Yeah. I like these peppering of characters. Yeah. And they're not main characters. They're just kind of there. We don't need to keep track of them. Mm -hmm. When they bring them back, great. You know, I agree. 
Uh, yeah, so she goes in and Dugan drops her off the Thieves Guild. Yeah. Hey, they'll yeah. teach you stuff. So let's take stock uh, where we're at. Uh, we've got... You know, you just want somebody who's Dalimar on the streets, racing in the sheets. <laughs> so we've got Usha, who is joining the Thieves Guild. Yep. Well, she got kind of forced to join Forced it. to join it. Yeah. So obviously some adventuring might be had there. I don't know. She is the mystery. I don't know where her trajectory is going. Like, you guys have read this. Yep. I don't know what's going on <laughs> with her, uh, but I'm interested to find out. Uh, we've got the rest of our main party, who is at the portal... Right. Are they in the portal yet? Uh, they're going to go into the portal. Kay. Yep. So that's going to be next time. Yep. I do like the ending here where like they're talking about uh, luring and baiting people in different terms for thieving. And Usha's, and we get another naive Usha. Oh, they must be fishermen. <laughs> <laughs> and that ends the book. I, I do like her naivete. Oh, yeah. She's kind of fun. She's been stuck on an island with... with in some ways... With people though, who don't talk to each other. Yeah. Except in some ways, I'll say Usha's a smart choice because Dragon the Summer Flame was kind of a big push for this book. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who are going to push this, br- grab this off the shelf, not have read the other yeah. trilogies or only been told about it. This is your kind of the character who knows nothing of the universe, who is your Comes in. in. She's you your can in. follow through with her. You can yep. get the information. Yep. It might be hard, especially on that chapter four, I think, where it was just a huge chapter. That might it's be hard a lot to read through. It's but it could stuff. be a way of bringing people back into the universe or into the universe by themselves. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I think you could almost step on on this book. They give you so much history in places that I think yeah. you could s- step on. Any listeners out there, if this was your first book, let us know. You know, tell us what you thought. Who knows? Well, I like where we are here at this about halfway through the book. I like where we are. I like the feeling that I have. Um, I I want to know what's going on with Palin at this point. (laughs) Because, like, when when we left Palin, he and Tass are standing in front of the open portal. Right. The Stargate Stargate to the Abyss. Yep. Yeah, no, I'm excited for where we're going with this one. I, I actually think this has been a pretty good read so far. We haven't had to watch Tennis cry too much. No, Dennis no. hasn't really cried. He gave a lecture on when not to cry. In fact, my only problem with this book, besides maybe some of the over, um, a little bit too much world building, but I kind of needed it too. Yeah, so whatever. I'm fine with it. Um, but is really kind of the honor bound yeah. thing between Steel and Palin. I like their relationship though. Yeah. Um, so it, I, it's not real. But it's it's yeah. it's nice to have it there. I'm gonna forget about the whole honor bound thing. There and you keep go. Moving on, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's my only. That's because gripe. you have none. That's perhaps. <laughs> I just say screw it and kill him. Um, well, yeah. But so we go through here, and we're we're at we're about halfway. We're all we're all liking where we're going. Mm-hmm. I will tell you guys who haven't done the second half of the book yet. The second half of the book is better. Oh, whoa, okay. Well, mm-hmm. then I might have a pretty good review oh, yeah. of this is, book. Is is better? We get uh, we actually like get into some of the battles and stuff. Good. Yeah. Um, I like this omni this omnipresence of the Black Army. And yeah. the army of Takesis and just the ever looming, you know, and just imagine this rolling up to your rolling up to your sleepy little coastal village. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I um, like the Knights of Takesis. They're great. They're great to have as that evil presence. The I knight, agree. You need that. You can't just have the ro- roving dark army. You need mm-hmm. the knights that that right. 
And as we go on here, we find out that, you know, it, I, I think uh, Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman are doing a little bit of uh, government satire here, too, because mm. once once these towns get taken over, it's real, for the everyday person, nothing really changes except who you're paying taxes to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I nice. mean, true. Even yeah. that doesn't change because they'll just take it from the highest. <laughs> they just go, here you go, whatever. No, it's, yeah. yeah. But yeah, they're not just manically running around murdering people and doing everything. No, they're not murder a, hobos. There's a plan. Murder. <laughs> murder. That's a D and D. That's a D and D thing. Oh, um, murder hobo. Really murder hobo. Yes. There, there's a plan here. We we want to see where we're going. Um, listeners, where where how are you feeling at about the halfway point here in the book? Yeah. Um, what do you think of the introduction of the characters like Usha and um, bringing bringing back some of these characters too, like Dugan Redhammer and. You know, when we read Second Gen, we well, we all really liked the reorks as a dude. I like that Dugan yep. is coming in. I like Dugan. Right? Dugan. Yeah. Dugan. So, please, by all means, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook. That's usually the best spot, as yes. always. Go to that YouTube channel and, what is it, Luke? Subscribe. Subscribe. Smash that like button. <laughs> all right. So I got another set of hot toddies coming. This is a little bit different vintage. These ones are a little bit stronger. So but I may I am. <laughs> but these these ones I really find um, it's gonna set the tone for the rest of the oh evening. My. Oh, yeah. Good, good well, nightcap. Good good yeah, nightcap. Hey, come over here, we're gonna have we're gonna like that last one. Order. He starts ordering things. I prefer to go uncapped. <laughs> 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 Thank you for listening to this episode of Dungeons & Dweebs. There's even more adventuring to be had at our website, DungeonsAndDweebs.com. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at DungeonsAndDweebsPodcast at gmail.com. You can also find Dungeons & Dweebs on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Find all those links at DungeonsAndDweebs.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. The music for Dungeons & Dweebs is Fatal Fight by Royalty Free Kings and can be found at their website, royaltyfreekings.com. Dungeons & Dweebs is a Tim Gilbert media production, copyright 2017, all rights reserved, and no part of the show can be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Tim Gilbert Media. <laughs>